What is going on, guys? I am V Lion Man, aka Lion Man, and we've also got Hi, I'm Easy Mac. Say hello. And today, um. <laughs> today we've got the first episode of the Draft Buff Podcast, where we give our take on the current events in Call of Duty. And today we're starting with our opinions on the Pro League and giving our takes on who we believe were the players that stood out the most or in turn played terribly. So um, we'll start off straight off that. Um, actually, you can give a, a little intro on yourself because I feel like I've All right, jumped so, the gun. Um, hi, I'm Izimek. Uh, I started out doing stats for the Pro League and different events. Um, I ended up getting picked up by a Pro League team a couple months ago. Been grinding out that while slowly fading off all the stats. So I've been gaining a more of a insider knowledge on gameplay and how players should pair, how they play mid scrims, how they do everything. So it's been really nice to do that. Yeah. Um, and well, me, I just make pro cards and piss off pro players. <laughs> That's all I do. <laughs> um, so we'll jump straight into the first question. Um, which was the best roster change during roster mania in your opinion, Austin? So I'll start off. Uh, I went with midnight. Uh, midnight had a three one record during pro league. They were five and one in hard point led by frosty with a 1.65. Um, their two main additions. Well, they have three, but their two main additions were frosty and royalty in my opinion, because they got the, that slayer Maddox and they got their lead Sog. So just in hardpoint, they had a 1.65 for their Maddox out of Frosty, and they had a 1.27 on Royalty. So that's big improvements over what they used to have. And Definitely. basically what they – yeah. So what, what they improved on was their hardpoint, and you could say control kind of. Uh, they, they got a little bit worse at, at uh, SMB in their terms, but in control they were good on Seaside. Parasite was, was – you know, when Parasite's your, your – at the tail end of the slaying, that's the good news because Royalty literally led away with a 1.31. Oh my God, was just above them at a 1.44. But uh, Frosty and Zap were both doing their jobs in control, so I think they were the most improved team. Everyone thought they were not going to be as good going in. They definitely proved everyone wrong on hard point, mm. and it's exciting to look forward to the future for them. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that they've gone from being this team that everyone thought was going to be absolutely terrible, one of the worst roster changes in the league, and then they come out, yeah. go three and one, and kind of shock, shock everyone, turn everyone's heads a little bit. <clears throat> it is the honeymoon stage, obviously, but um, it is possible that they could just be a little bit of a dark horse in the finals. I think. Um, yeah, they could definitely make some noise in yeah. the play-in. I wouldn't count them out. Yeah, like in my bracket prediction, I didn't really give them much hope. Um, but like that was before I really saw their potential. Um, but uh, my pick for the best roster change into the Pro League was um, LG. And purely because I've always wanted to have Brack on LG. I've been such an advocate for that <clears throat> all year. Um, after seeing his talent on Midnight, I just kind of really, really wanted to see him on a top, top team again. And uh, along with Skies, who has had one of the biggest turnarounds of the year, I feel. Like, during the start of the year, during PLQ, he was great. And then he went into the Pro League with UYU, and he just, for some reason, not, that wasn't clicking. Like, he he kept a solid KD, he kept solid damage, but he just he wasn't quite living up to what he could do until he moved to, what roster was it that he moved to, and he kind of just turned some heads? Was it Accelerate or... Uh, it was technically Accelerate, and then it turned into Elevate. Yeah, Elevate. Elevate was really where he kind of made a name for himself again. 
and then um, being picked up by three veterans, uh, two world champions, you know, and they've, I think combined they've won 14, 35 championships. So, you know, joining onto that roster, you, you've got to have some confidence. And um, clearly they've showed it. They went 3-1. and one. Um, Obviously they had a few mistakes to kink out, but I don't have the stats on the, how they played. Do you have their stats for this week or...? Uh, so this is LG, correct? Yeah. So touching on LG, so starting in hard point, the yeah, Brack and Skies were definitely their 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 slayers. So Brack had a one point six eight, uh, Skies had a one point four four, and then Formal was right behind them, technically I guess, with a one point one five in hard point. Uh, S and D was a completely different story. You had Brack and Skies all by themselves, and that's pretty much it. So Brack had a one point one eight, Skies had a one point one or. 1.38 and then Jeez. all the other three guys were well below 1.0 so the next closest guy was john on the 0.89 <laughs> yeah so uh even formal is struggling with a 0.85 yeah. slacked at a 0.71 it wasn't too hot you move over to control and it's the same story so bracket a 0.22 uh sky set a 0.18 and then the next closest guy was slacked with a 0.93 yeah. so those guys were definitely carrying the way between those two are yeah. that team 100% agree all right now yeah. we move on to <clears throat> the worst roster change from roster mania and heading into cross division who was the worst so i def i well i said eg um yep. because uh they went two and two um they went three and five in hard point five and three in snd two and two in control so it sounds middle of the pack Literally, they were even on everything. Um, but what it comes down to is, to me, they didn't fix any of the problems. Uh, they brought in accuracy for Phantoms, which Weird seems change. pretty... Yeah, it didn't really fix anything. Like It no. took away a little bit of slang for a little bit of veteran leadership. Yeah, um, It didn't fix what I thought was wrong with the team, which was the second SOG. I definitely thought that's a big glaring error with the team, which I think you're going to see in respawns more often. They only won two controls, which were on their strongest map, which were Arsenal. They lost two on Gridlock. So that's, to me, that's like saying that their control never really got better to begin with. Um, they just played their strong map and got, <laughs> they did good on it pretty much to me. Hmm. And you, you see like second SOG wise, that's going to be Sonic right now. And on hard point, he had a 0.77. That's not going to cut it. Uh, apathy at a point nine nine, so that's you know that's respectable out of a, out of your first SOG, and then it just it's just glaring to me because even in in you know in response you're gonna need that second SOG to be the Slayer. If you look at all the other teams, you have a BZ and Simp. Simp's gonna be the Slayer, and Optic you're gonna have Scump and TJ. TJ's gonna be that Slayer or Scump depending on the day. It's mean to be Scump. Yeah, like, so it's not really. Yeah, you're definitely gonna need Zonic to slay or you know be respectable on the second SOG, definitely with the new update, and I don't see that. So I don't I see this as a bad roster change. Um, excluding UIU because I think they were the worst, but I don't wanna bash on them completely. I wanna say based off of what I expected, uh, what I thought was going to happen, I thought this was the worst possible outcome for EG. Yep. Um, I agree. Let me just pull up UIU. I um the thing about UYU is that it's they don't really have any superstars. They when we saw the roster get put together, it wasn't like we thought there could be an inkling that they play good. Like we kind of just knew that this wasn't gonna work. It's just a bunch of leftovers from other teams. 
and when we heard um later on you'll actually hear it but joey talks about how classic has turned into the best player on this team and the fact that that is the case is rather shocking um phantoms obviously coming from eg like he's a quality ar he's decent in the slaying department obviously not that prolific in the scorpion minute and like hill time objective wise but he gets the kills but then who's that first player that's going to be really putting up the numbers because you've got saints who for the whole season had a 0.95 in a hard point classic 0.88 phantoms 1.09 but he's an ar he's playing slow methods 1.03 but then he doesn't put up great damage stats and then blast has been on and off this whole year so it's kind of just like this weird middle ground where if they pull something together like if they manage to find like a method that works for them ironically i said method methods whatever but um if they find a way that can actually like work for them then i feel like they can be quality they can actually do something at the next event but it just seems like and what i've heard from in scrims they like can't get anything going at all um yeah if if i was gonna pick two players they're definitely methods and um blast i would have to step on up i don't know why that they're both the medics players they should be putting up crazy good numbers especially when you've got these other players on the map that are just kind of baiting themselves for them um well, i wouldn't say baiting, sure but... methods methods has been in this weird spot where he's been switching between um playing that icr and that max role um because phantoms and him have been switching back and forth depending really on, like yeah they've been trying to figure everything That's out such a weird change yeah so they're, they're trying to see it's definitely with this next uh, with this update that did happen with the sog it's kind of like you have you have your two you have classics and saints already figured out and then it's like figuring out the other three roles you have all these issues so you're trying to figure out <clears> is <throat> do you want phantoms to be that more aggressive slayer do you want methods to lay back and be that icr yeah it's kind of what they're figuring out right now the only yeah. thing they pretty much have set in zones is their two sogs and then blast definitely going to be on that that maddox yeah it's just confusing to like like what where are they gonna go like what is gonna happen with this roster like, are they going to stick together? They've kind of got no choice. Like, yeah. They've kind I mean, of got they're, themselves... They're sub... Yeah, yeah they're, they're sub-spoof, so... <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really fix anything that they have mm, issues with. No. All right. Well, let's just move on from that then, because <clears throat> we all know about you, why you? Uh, the biggest failure of a roster during the league. So the entire league, the worst roster of the year. That fell apart. So I went with... I went with Red, Red Reserve because i expected more out of them um they brought together the best european talent all all throughout the past couple of years people thought that those five guys were the best europeans um you know debatably you could throw in a couple like one or one or two like other guys but those changed this year though yeah Yeah. it's definitely changed this year but those are the five guys where everyone's saying like this is the team this is the super team from eu they're gonna be amazing they had you know, the four of them had decent results in World War Two. I thought going into this, they were going to be a top team. I thought they were going to be top two, definitely, in the in the division. And then they go five and eight, and then they start crumbling. No fault of their own. Um, but... Yeah, that, that contract that, issues, everything re- kind of surrounding that team ruined it. Yeah. Yeah. It, but it's just, all in all, like, not even to the player's fault. This is It was just one big failure just because I expected that whole team to be top two. And yeah. at the end, you see them at the fourth, fifth range, and it's just the whole part was just really, really rough. Yeah. So that was my pick. Felt really bad for them. Um, 
My opinion, it was Accelerate with Robbie B. Um, when they took out Fastballer because of team issues, you know, team dynamic wasn't quite working. They brought in Robbie B because they thought that he could slay heavy, and he could. He showed that at PLQ, but uh, the one criticism is that he's not an entry man, and they needed an entry man like Fastballer, and instead they got a guy who plays similar to a, a regular War Machine Sorg player, like a second Sorg heavily slays focuses on getting those kills as opposed to focusing putting in damage um drawing away your um oh what's it fucking called what is it called auto aim holy uh, shit not auto oh, aim yeah. is it auto aim okay you're, you're auto aim dragger well, yeah 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 so they he, he's not an auto aim dragger he doesn't take away you know he doesn't assist his teammates in that way and um what i was trying to say is that that completely destroyed their hard point. It completely destroyed their respawn in general. Their search was strong. Remember that? Their search was strong. Yeah, search like was they almost like won every point. search. Yeah. And then they would lose Dude, every so heart and every respawn. Yeah. So they yeah, had so pacing issues in respawn. And then they had yeah, got... like this dynamic search team. Um, yeah. It was and so then, weird. Yeah. And then they just fell apart because it just didn't work. But um yeah that's literally all i can say about it. do you have anything to add on that team because my god yeah you basically just went from fastball who played at 10 speed yeah and he really he was just that kind of what hurt him because he was just going in so fast all the time yeah. and then you went from a player that played at like a two <laughs> playing with the sog and he went for more stats he was more of a i'm gonna slay heavier not i'm gonna be sliding in first so then they yeah. put different players on the team under more pressure just didn't end that up and then it ended up destroying the team from when they just roll wise yeah that's 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 that um all right now who is your rookie of the pro league so mine was envoy um i thought you know depending on how you categorized rookie of the year i thought he was going to be my pick just because yeah. he was on the lower echelon of skill uh players as his teammates until this year um i know Similar he did play a little yeah he did play a little bit in past games but uh, strictly speaking in the terms of how it's going to be voted on this year he's he is the rookie of the year yeah um in my mind uh simp uh if he was playing from day one he would be the one for me but because envoy has been going on from midnight now gen g um he's got a 1.12 in hard point he leads away in control he has a 1.21 that's all with a sog which was for majority of the season the weakest weapon um he's been the glue for that team whenever whenever other players are inconsistent you're going up and down uh envoy's been right, right there consistent the entire season for Genji, especially, and that's he's really holding them up and helping them push to that finals appearance in Anaheim. And the real reason why they are the threat coming into Miami and LA. Yep, I agree. I had Envoy as well, and I, it's the exact same reasons. He's just been consistent all year. He really, the one thing that I really remember the most is when he came onto Midnight, and you, he was just the absolute like X factor for that team. When you'd see them scrim online. Yeah. He would just be the one that was always taking it to like optic when they'd scrim. It would just be always him. And um, I just remember him being the the guy with the double grip and like the yeah. double stuns. Yeah. And people would just hate him. Yeah. And so um, yeah. So he was my pick as well. I don't really have much more to add. Um, the other candidates are Brack. Like Brack's had a really really quality season all year. He hasn't been like the ultimate superstar for his team. Like he hasn't been like putting yeah. up temp level damage 
He's been like really consistent and really putting up quality quality performances for his team. Uh, Sim, yeah. obviously, I had as well in there. I don't think he can get it because he hasn't played all year. His first event was London, like in Fort Worth, Vegas. It's not and enough then, time for him. Yeah, first half himself. of the Pro League. Yeah, but then again, he can't get it next year. So this is his only chance to get Rookie of the Season. So like, yeah, he might deserve it. And I think he probably will win it because of the fact that he's on a, like E-United, a more like prolific team. He's been putting up it's numbers. Tough. Yeah. But uh, I think there should be definitely be a voting system or perhaps we can do a poll on this as well. But um, yeah. yeah, so it's one of those three. I picked on boys, so did, so did Austin. Um, yeah. The next question was, biggest underperformance by a veteran this year in the Pro League? All right, so I did J-Cap. Yeah. And so I did mine kind of based on role, kind of based on what he's bringing to the team. So I looked at the weapon he's using. He's using the Maddox. And I know I'm kind of being hypercritical to him right now, but uh, he came in with a .87 on a Maddox for the entire Pro League. In hard point, he had a .87 in, in uh, S&D. And while he had a good control KD, well, 1.06, uh, he had a good control KD. That was mostly because his team was also pretty good. Um, this, you know, in control. So I was more critical on him because he's using the the super weapon and he's not putting up great numbers on the super weapon. Yeah. And I feel like if he wasn't in the role where he is that Slayer, if, let's say him and Zonic switch spots, so he was the second dog, or maybe if him and if you know him and Lamar switch spots, so he's that that ICR, then I wouldn't be so critical on him. It was just basically because he had the super weapon and he's not really putting up great numbers with it throughout the season. Yeah. And that was my issue with him. Yeah. For me, it was um, Aches. And it's tough for me to say because I, I am actually a fan of Aches. But to, to put up a point eight, a point, a point 0.8 in hard point, a point nine seven in search, and a point nine one in control for the whole season as an AR slash Maddox player... Like, it's not really acceptable if you want to be winning matches. I mean, he does put up quality damage in the respawn. That is something I'll give him. But at the same time, you should be a heavy slayer as opposed to putting in damage. It's not your role as an AR player to be focused on damage and not care about slaying. Because they're two different things entirely. Yeah. <clears throat> one assists your teammates, one finishes off kills. Like, it's completely different. And he's focusing more on the damage aspect, which... Yeah, I don't know. It clearly hasn't been working for his team. Um, but I've, there's not much really to add. It's just the fact that when you're an AR slash Maddox player, you can't be putting up negative stats and expect to actually be competent on the map and actually be doing something for your team that's worthwhile, yeah. you know? Um, like, yeah, I agree with you. If you compare it to any other like quality AR slash flex, like who's another example? Formal. Formal constantly over a 1kd like that's just that's yeah. what you want to be that's like the minimum you need for an ar slash maddox player is that 1kd because you're putting up the numbers you need to have solid damage and slaying as well but just a 1kd i feel like is the bare minimum and he put up a 0.9 for the whole season slightly less than that 0.87 or something for the whole yeah. pro league so i had aches and i feel like uh, i don't want to say this because i know that this is going to get clipped and then put on Twitter. <laughs> but I feel like he's quite possibly the reason for a lot of Envy's struggles. 
I mean, I, I think he is. Yeah. I think he definitely is. Yeah. And he's, I don't like saying that because he's one of my favorite players, but like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's just, he's just been struggling on. He's like, been struggling all year season. long and it's just, I don't blame him. He's always come out around champs and played good. Arguably one of yeah, the, but... like the greatest champs players of all time. You like, can't struggle for ninety percent of the season and then say, "Look at this ten yeah, percent." But that imagine I if on. he gets a third ring, and we're sitting here like, "Oh, <laughs> I would put all my money that he is not going to get a third ring." Okay, you would have said I that would... last year as well, though. He wouldn't have got a second one. You would have said play... that. No, you I would know, have but said this that. Is like, <laughs> this is even worse because you don't have like the like these have been the the sixteen teams all season. Yeah. it's not like we're changing up any of the teams. So all 16 teams have game film on all 16 teams plus the thir- uh, the 16 AM teams, which I only think will have a slight chance of knocking off maybe four teams. Yeah. Um, I I don't see any team that's in contention to win the tournament falling into Envy. I don't see it. No. I mean... No. No. But, like... I just don't. Maybe. <laughs> I, I, I just don't. Like, I don't see... I don't see Gen G. I don't see Hunter T. I don't see Optic. Unless Optic apparently doesn't give a fuck about Champs. Yeah. That's the only way I see that happening. Yeah. Um, I don't see Phase. I don't see LG. Jeez, I don't. I barely see. I bet you EG would be a good matchup, like Envy right now. That's that's pretty much. Oh no, they right could. Now. They could, but that doesn't mean they'd win. Like I feel like those two teams are very hit or miss. Envy can be really good when they. Are just firing yeah. out of nowhere because they have all the pieces they just don't quite have that chemistry or the roles down like a hundred percent but when they fire they can play really good but that's the same with eg it's the same with like majority of the teams in the league they could just fire up look at midnight for example like yeah, they can just fire weird. up and beat anyone on any given day but it just depends whether they're gonna do it when it matters or when it doesn't like that's it. i would even put east sticks above them honestly no, on, I hundred. Uh, no, I agree. I think E six yeah. is probably on the border, like top six, like on that edge, that edge, like just just off it. But like they could bump into that top six team in the game sort of range, especially yeah, after the changes. Like the I think Brizzy, Brizzy is a goat. Love that yeah. guy. I think they're the, they're the gatekeepers to the top. Yeah, so if you I beat agree. E six, you can you can sneak into that top. Yeah. But if you aren't going to beat them, you're not making it anywhere higher. And I don't see Envy beating them. I don't. See, I barely see Envy beating EG. So that's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough, and um, I really wanted to see Aix improve. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. Next, the biggest performance by a veteran, the veteran that played the best during the pro league. So I went with Octane. Yeah. Um, the one the thing that I said we don't. Yeah. I don't know if that's a veteran, but. Yeah, so I did him because he's been in multiple titles. Yeah, um, he's been around the block in my terms based off what I've seen. So you know, you saw him in past games, IW Black Ops Three, putting up good numbers. He comes into Optic at uh, World War Two. They struggled mightily. Uh, that team with Methods, Prim, and Scump was a failure in all parts. And then. Everyone kind of is doubting him coming into this year. He comes in the 100T. People are saying, you know, why are him and Slash are there? It doesn't make sense. The rules aren't there. What are you going to do if it's not a two main IR setup? 
and then he comes into the pro league. He puts up a 1.18 in hard point, a 1.13 in SD, and a 1.18 in control. And he was putting up 485 damage per minute in hard point. He's just in a role that's kind of doesn't really yeah it's not about damage it's about finishing kills and yet he's putting up damage stats similar to temp which is just ridiculous he's lighting it up he has the number one hill time yeah he set a a bunch of records in hill time he pretty much owns he gets like 100 seconds a man yeah he's ridiculous (laughs) he's just ridiculous that's my mvp or your your my my biggest yeah my biggest performance by veteran yeah mine was um a lot of people probably won't agree, and a lot of people probably call me a fanboy, but um, formal. I feel like even though his team hasn't been quality, that just shows how good he actually has been playing on a team that's not been good. Not the the roles have been all screwed up. They've had changes. They've had complete flops, and yet he still had a point nine nine in hard point, a one point one three in search, and a one point oh five in control, and he's putting up crazy damage stats like kills per round. He's near the top. And that the fact that that is happening on a player who has to really struggle to get kills with a team like this, it's quite impressive. And throughout the year, he's been consistent. I think on my pro card ratings, he's got every single card being a 90 or above. And that's just like... It's unbelievable. Yeah, and that's just shocking. And everyone knows that when I make those cards, I have no intention of like who the player is. I take the numbers and it's how it comes out. And he's been above a 90 all year. So that's just my opinion. He's been really consistent. He just needs the right team around him to win. Yeah, that's yeah. just insane for insane by him. Yeah. Um, and then the final one is MVP of the Pro League. Who was your best player of the year? So I kind of spoiled it already. Um, my MVP was Octane as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking not so much in a traditional sense where it's the most valuable player of all the league. Whereas you take them off, they wouldn't be as good. I'm talking about why this player was made his team so good. So more of like the the butter to the cookie dough. Um, the when you look at him on 100T, um, he plays this role so well and at such a top level that he's winning gunfights and he's changing pre- like he's putting pressure on the on sides of the map that no other player would be able to. It takes off pressure of Kenny. It takes off pressure of Priesta. Because it allows them to be more proactive around the map and make plays on their own um, that other teams aren't able to do. And he just makes so many other players on his team better. So he was just the number one for me. Yeah. Um, I also went with an 100 Thieves player. Wait, I said that wrong. You have to say 100 Thieves, eh? Okay. I went with another 100 Thieves player and I went with Priester because just... I would also say Crowder. Like, fuck. Yeah. The reason why yeah, is because... so many players on that team. That team went from... Now. They were down 1-5 to team space in the PLQ in a search and destroy game five. If they lose that, they don't make the league. Gotcha. They come back from 1-5 and win, and they just make the league. And that's what the point I'm trying to make is, imagine if that 100 Thieves team now was... That was how they're playing. Like... They went from being barely good enough to make the league to being the most dominant team in Call of Duty right now. And that is all because of Priester and Crowder and the, what, what they brought to this team. And that's why Priester, he's a completely different player to um, oh, yeah. Pharaoh. 
Like he just he's the most oh, selfless yeah. player on the team. He's apparently a great teammate. He his comms is good. He's got this ridiculous shot. Like if you if you see him play, like he just he can dive into U Hill on frequency and then beam the guy on elbow with a sorg. Like you just don't see that sort of gameplay. And the fact that you've yeah. got him on your team, you've got Octane, you've got Crowder as coach, you've got Enable who's just the most selfless player in the game. And then you have um fuck, how am I forgetting the slasher and Kenny on the Maddox rolls. They're just it's just such a quality team and I thought Priester brought more than anything to any other team. Anyone, fuck it, he's the MVP. Don't care. Yeah. Don't care. I can agree with that. Yeah. Do you have anything else to add? Because that will end the first section of this podcast as we no, go into the guest that's section. Pretty much it. That's it. Uh yeah, that, yeah, that's pretty much it for that section. All right. We'll see you guys again very shortly. People, wait, you you dead ass ruined fucking cod line, man. Yeah, wait, I, I said the same. I said the same thing, but I said, <laughs> bro, wait, I literally you, subtweeted one people day. People literally play for your stupid fucking. <laughs> dude. So bad. They literally, they literally play for that fucking player card. They could lose the event and be like, I'm a 96 overall. <laughs> it's like, okay, you still, you still got six. It's, I still got a 96 overall though. It's like, okay. Yeah, bro, but like, it's actually bro. crazy because people have got contracts because of a fucking 96 overall. It pisses me yeah, off. Yeah, yes, you're, you're, yeah, you're literally, you're literally like. You're the career you're, saver you're, and you're, the torture. You're, yeah, you're dictating <laughs> Call of Duty through those fucking player cards. Yes. <laughs> I'll take you that. Have, you have a lot more power than you think. It's actually crazy. <laughs> That's actually it's like I'm not even joking. Like I like I'm saying this like laughing, but I'm being serious. Like you actually dictate a lot more than you should. Oh, that's I literally, fucked. I literally like, tweeted the one of the best players in the game now. I yeah, said I said Lion Man and Easy Mac ruined COD. <laughs> Dude, I love that. We yeah. were sitting here laughing when you said that shit. All right, this is the second section of the podcast. This is where we have Joey Nubsy, the coach of Gen G. James Crowder, coach of 100 Thieves, and RJ, the coach of FaZe Clan, along with my co-host, Hi, I'm Easy Mac, the FaZe Analyst. Today, we're going to be asking some pretty hard-hitting questions for you guys. Um, my first question is, what was your best roster change from Roster Mania? Like, what was the roster that you were impressed by the most? Anyone can start. Um... So this is like what we were most impressed by, like after seeing them kind of play out. Yeah, from yeah, after cross division. Yeah, cross division. Shit. Um, I don't know. I w I really wanted reciprocity to do better because that that was like my go-to. Like before, like we saw them kind of play like like play out, but I feel like you kind of have to say like like LG. You know, be LG. I like, yeah, I feel like after seeing everything go down and see how teams play and just how everything kind of clicked. I didn't think LG would have been the most impressive. I think they would still would have been really good. Like they definitely make a they made a really good change yeah. and I expected them to do good. Maybe not the most impressive, but I feel like just after watching them play like you really can't say any other team. I just feel like they looked so good, especially the way they played against Splice showed that like yeah, they're playing them. and then they're like and they're on like key, like they can easily take out like any top team like with that like crazy amount of talent on it. I mean their respawn is just really good and they have yeah. like like they're only on a lackluster thing that we've seen so far, their area would be S and D, and they have two players that probably have the highest ceiling to just get better in mm. S and D in the fastest time. Yeah, like those guys, those guys should, those guys look the best now post roster change, and they'll probably end up being the best post roster change out of all the teams. Yeah, yeah they only dropped four maps in total. It's pretty sick. And what was that? Three to us, and then one to. 
Uh, first game of the week, Enigma Six. Enigma yeah. Six. They, 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 they looked good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they looked really good. And, like, it was surprising that they clicked so fast because obviously the old LG had a lot of problems with, like, kind of, like, how to play and, like, where to go and all that. But yeah. I feel like they just made it work. And now, like, what Joey said kind of just makes sense. It's just they have so much potential in S&D where if they can get that down, like, they'll be a scary team. Like, they have a lot of talent. They just have to get that all clicking on, like, the same day. Yep. Do you agree, uh, Hey, what was that little chuckle up there? I want to say Gen G. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's a big no, change. Wait, are, we, wait. are we counting them apart as, like, the roster wait, change? No, wait, no, our, no, I'm kidding. Ours was actually post-roster <laughs> media, too. Yeah. Yeah. You have the double uh, change now. Wait, you, you guys are a whole other story, bro. Oh, we're up. getting into that. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mine's, the, um... mine's oh, uh Go for it. Okay, so mine's based off like uh, the last match and probably like scrim since we got back. I think um, E6 has been looking really good, to be honest. I think they've been looking way better than they were before. Yeah. I think their um, teamwork is still there, and they got two players that are definitely better than what they had before. See. Agreed. I, I, I agree I agree with that. They definitely look better. The, I, I said this before. Them a lot too, some kind of bias, but I, no, no, we, we, we've been better. playing them too. We've been playing them too, and they, they, they look really good. I think Brezzy was an absolute like upgrade. Like I, I think he's a really oh, good player. Yeah. I think he's really up, uh, underrated. I think he's got a lot of talent, a lot of potential. Mm -hmm. uh, I wish they kept Frosty, even though I know he wasn't like playing like stellar or anything. I just feel like a two-person roster change, like was kind of weird i mayhem's been playing good so it's not like anything crazy i just i don't know i just feel i, I wish they i wish they kept frosty because he started playing well on the midnight team and i, yes. I, yeah. I, I personally know. think that it's gonna end up being wrecked though if i had to pick one i i do too yeah. i i'm not i'm not counting them out i'm definitely like yeah. that that was my team from the start even, even though they haven't shown it yet i think they have so much unlocked potential with dylan Zed and uh, Alex being that's their fourth three, like, right? Yeah. yeah. I just feel like okay, they should have yeah. been. I feel like they should have been good off the rip of this change, though. Like compared yeah. to like just from this roster change, like Shawnee to Alex, like that immediately should be Way showing better. results, and it just wasn't, which kind of concerns me. So here's yeah. a question for you guys: Do you guys think there's a higher chance that Goderex performs how he did in Anaheim or Cross Division esque, or do you think there's a bigger chance that Alex steps up and plays better on Rack? Compared to what he was doing at the beginning of the year, Adam's always going to be really consistent. Maybe not 1.4 consistent. So I think you have to say Alex probably. But yeah, I, mean, I don't think I don't think God or X is like the X factor there. I think E6's only issue right now would probably be just from like speaking them a little bit. The communication. I mean, language barrier for them yeah, is still an extremely real thing. Brezzy's very like soft spoken too. Yeah. Like. He understands English. He speaks English like moderately well, but he, he's super soft-spoken, so I can understand how that can be kind of hard for him. That's got to be wicked hard for a SOG player too, right? Yeah. I mean, he's got to be communicating <laughs> fast. He's got to be communicating fast. He's got to be telling people when he's And I'm pretty sure he's their war machine. Yeah, he is. He is. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's got he's got a lot of responsibility in the communication department, and he's uh, obviously that's probably the biggest struggle with them. Yeah, he's but, only going to get better, though, at that, which is... Yeah, hitting it. Yeah, I mean, that's the same thing. That's the same thing with uh, like heretics with vortex. Yeah, he's he, Italian. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. There's a little bit of a, a barrier there for them. Mm. Uh, just talk, talk too, to them a little the bit. Whalers. Yeah. Whalers yeah. English is actually really, really good though. Is it? Yeah, it's yeah, it's really understandable. Yeah. He's yeah. super understandable. That's the one thing I worried about. Um, with risk, like he's one of the best players in the game, and yet because he can't speak English at all, he's got no team. 
the only team he had was yeah. denial, and they can't he can't find anyone else. I mean, yeah, you can't play. Wait, you can't play with a guy that's really good. He's really good to learn English. He said he's gonna work on it. Yeah, he's really good. He definitely tried to. I just <clears throat> there was way too much of a time restraint, like constraint for him to just learn English, like play the game that much. <laughs> There's no, no, no way. There's so much time to learn that. Spanish, and then we could be like, okay. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's good. He's good <laughs> to the point where next year, if he can speak English, be screaming "Oh, If he can speak English by next year for the next game, he'll be on a top team. I, I actually think he's that good. I mean, it just, I mean. Probably not. Like, there's no, there's no stock for him at this point. We yeah. saw him at the beginning of the year. It's gonna be an afterthought for everyone. If you're trying yeah. to fill yeah. out your team. It'll be like, it'll be like, yeah, you'll be looking at fifth players. Like, I guess that risk guy was pretty good. Like, <laughs> has he and learned English yet? Like, yeah. You go over to the French bench and then you'll pick from there. Yeah, yeah I mean, that will only raise the stock. Really speaking English, that's all I'm saying. All right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, next so one. What's the, uh... Yeah, you what's guys... the worst roster? Yeah, worst roster change. UIU, not close. I agree. That's the worst team by far. It's not even remotely yeah. debatable. And I actually go outside the park. I mean, but they, 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 weren't, they weren't that good before. No, but they're, like, significantly worse now. Like, their S&D doesn't look too terrible, and they could definitely just keep improving on that. When it comes to respawn, I think they have, like, almost no potential to get better. Their roles are <laughs> never going to mesh well. Those players, it's just, it's literally the same concept as the old Midnight roster, like the one we just had, Yeah. where, yeah. like, all those players, it's not the question of, like, who's sliding in first, it's, like, who's sliding in second. Like, who's actually going to be that second person to slide in and just bait themselves, and you are not finding a single person on that UIU roster doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's classic, and then, if you're lucky, Saints. Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> that, that team's weird. That team has, like, like you said before, like, obviously, we were talking a little bit before. It's, it, They're just not have, a team. Like, they're not an actual yeah, they team. Have, they have. I feel like that's just five players on a team. Yeah, it's literally like, like yeah. it's weird. It's a bunch so of pieces uh, that don't fit together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they could make it work. It just I and that's another thing too with them. I don't feel like they're gonna have anyone that steps up and actually speaks about like. I mean, how to also do this, what we're doing also, or what the fuck we're actually doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like everyone has like a philosophy maybe, but they're not. There's not a lot of loud spoken like everyday getting on and being the annoying ass leader that no one else wants you know what i'm saying like that that role mm-hmm. on like that team like every team has that like i feel like they don't have someone that will do that day in and day out like maybe like one day one of them will get on and be like all right like this is what we're going to do blah blah blah, blah. i can like go really hard on scrims and then like not continue that for the rest of the week so it's obviously useless like, i feel like they have that's like going to be a big struggle with them like why they won't be on the same page yeah i think also, they could do it but they need someone help, to step bro. up so when they were coming back from the uh, from from the league, fucking uh, Timmy was trying to get everyone on like literally that Friday to play, and two people on the team wanted to take like five days off, and they wanted to take the Fourth of July off. <laughs> what? They literally wanted to play like the Monday or Tuesday after the league, and I'm like, well, there's your issue. So are we talking like EG from like Split One, or are we talking like Envy from Anaheim? How bad are these guys? Yeah. Wait, they're worse than both of those by far. Wait, this team, this is like an unheard of bad. Whoa! Like I, I mean, we only played them in the league once. We haven't played them since. So wait, I, 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 I don't know. They're significantly but... worse than Elevate by far. Whoa. Elevate has Elevate's good at like Elevate shows signs of being actually really good at S and D. They do. They have pretty good respawn like upset potential. UIU is not upsetting anyone. Yeah, you're right. Would they upset like... Tainted Minds? No. Hey, it might be Optic last year, and I you wasn't know, shocked. Teams like, yeah. like Mindfreak will come into champs and just wipe the floor with them, I think. 
Oh, oh yeah, no, that's a guarantee. Mind freak with their teamwork? Oh no, you all you can clash. Oh yeah, the thing is, like, we're we're talking <laughs> we're talking like currently right now. Like, if they do, obviously, they got a lot of work someone, to do. Yeah, they have a lot of work to do. They have someone step up. They could make it work. It's just I I they just need someone. One of those guys on that team have to step up and be annoying and get everyone to listen to them, like ASAP. Because I'm pretty sure they didn't win a single respawn map in my split. Wait, they right? did. No, they didn't. They won two S and Ds. Whoa. That's what I'm saying. So it's like that, with that being said, like someone has to take control and come up with a game plan, a good one, and everyone else has to listen to it, and they actually have to become a team, not just five players that are just gonna slide around and get some kills. I just I mean? don't think I don't think there's enough time. Yeah, I don't. That's think what I mean. I, I have no idea. I, I don't know how hard they're actually working behind the scenes. Like RJ said, if they're taking five days off, I mean, it's yeah. probably chalked. But if if they, yeah. if they put in a shit ton of work and actually do grind and watch VODs, like I know a few teams that before scrims and after scrims they watch like an hour like of odds like before and after and like they get way better because of it like i know a lot of teams that do that and like if they were to be on like that kind of work regimen for like them specifically i think that's something that would help but if they're taking five days off the fourth of july and 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 a sunday here and there you know that that's not that's not going to cut it in my opinion they just need to not give up on themselves even though everyone else is giving up on them that's like the biggest thing yeah. yeah, if they become a team and actually believe in themselves and actually put the work in, I think they have a lot of potential. It's not like those guys can't shoot straight or kill. Like they have a lot of teams. Yeah. But I mean, I we feel used the scrim, we used the scrimmy six back before the PLQ, and they would or we'd smoke them, and then they just came and smoked us the PLQ out of nowhere. Yeah, like... and and that's what I'm saying though. It's like that's what, and at the PLQ, like we just weren't a team, and that's what I'm saying. Like you can't just bully people into this game. It doesn't matter how untalented your team is or how talented your team is. It like either way. Like on the spectrum, if you are not a fundamentally correct team, you fucking suck. That yeah. like this game has exposed that to the max. In any other Call of Duty, you can get away with, oh, gunless drop sixty that map we won. Yeah. We might have played it terribly, but he did that. That does not happen in this game. Period. So it's like we, <laughs> we screamed envy like a week and a half, like maybe two weeks ago, and the score was literally hundred and twenty to zero, and Pierce was like seventeen and fourteen. Like, and, and that's that's absolutely frying in this game. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, in other games, you can take over a game by yourself a little bit more because you can get quick kills quicker. It's not 150 health. It's less, one less guy on the map. But, like, the way this game is and the way people play and the teamwork and the, the cross, like, the team shooting, the crossfires and everything, it's just you have to be fundamentally sound. And I feel like this year has exposed that in so many different players. And no matter how untalented or talented you are, like, that's the main thing that I feel like teams like UIU – struggle with and like that's like the playing tens is not going to fix that you know what i'm saying mm. like yeah. playing with your team and figuring out what the fuck you're doing wrong does and that's like the difference between a lot of players and teams mm-hmm. all right <clears throat> the next uh the next question was which roster do you think played the best during the entire pro league the As entire pro league we're yeah. talking from day one to from day day like, one period ending yep. all right uh someone else go start it uh United with Simp. United's like, yeah, yeah. Iteration of that roster with Simp, definitely. Like, like yeah, they saw a lot of a lot of map fives. If not them, if not them, 100T solely because they were like a roster from like the, start to yeah, finish. Day one, yeah. Yeah. So that kind of like that kind of <laughs> shows a lot too. I think you have to say United just based on the record, but if they. If they had like an extra loss, it's 100T by miles. Yeah. Um, I don't know map records. I would so I would love to say Optic, 
as Frozen Phase Two, but this week after this week, I would no say change. after this last week, you can't because they started this league. They didn't have Dashy for the first like five no, yeah. matches. They went four and, and three, and they still and they still went four and three, and then ended, they finished first, right? No matter what. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, yeah. they still ended up finishing first and like doing well. This last week, obviously, kind of killed it for them, like in the sense of like only league matches. We're speaking strictly league matches here. Yeah. Yeah. So I would like to say optic, and obviously excluding my team. But I feel like right now, if you're going off of record, like, I mean, I think United, like, it, when they show up in the league, they're like, I feel like they're a different team. I, I yeah. think they play really well at those league matches. I, mean, I think yeah. our map count was, well, like, the best, yeah. like, when it comes to wins and low. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't pay attention to that shit. But, like, for the most part, I mean, you'd have to, like, when United showed up to those league matches in Columbus on that stage, they played really well. That's what I was going to say. They're literally a Columbus team. Like, that's where they looked like. They look comfortable there. Yeah, that's and they. I think what puts me like pushes me over the edge for them this year too is that, like past United rosters over the last like probably eighteen months have had almost no clutch factor, and we finally got one that does and can actually like, <laughs> like them going to map fives right. is actually like a big deal to me because they're closing oh. out those map fives. Last year they were going to game five, they were losing it. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> like every time. Yeah, yeah no, they definitely switched that up. Just looking at the stats, so Optic had a 58% map win percentage. So our team, FaZe, had a 59, and that was with Red Reserves, even their yeah. map count in there. And then yeah, Genji went away with too. 60. Mm-hmm. And then wow. <laughs> United had 65. Yeah. Splice had 52. Austin. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, before like before our, our two weeks oh, of the two. league, we had like a much better uh, map record than... Luminosity, I think, and we had the same record. They were like yeah. negative in maps, oh, but yeah. really positive, like oh, eight yeah. or something like that, and we had the same record. It was so weird. Yeah, I man, think I think that was that was like 70. that. Oh wow! Yeah, it was I was I was as high. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I knew. 70, I knew yeah. a lot of the yeah. A lot of the wins were like good wins, and then a lot of the losses. Yeah, no, I, that's what I thought. I didn't remember though. I don't. That's that's such like a useless stat. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's cool. To, it's cool yeah. to look at. But like, it's like at, at the end of it, it's like uh, you still this lost is, or you still won. This is yeah. a three two three zero. It's a win and a loss. Yeah. I mean, it it's just crazy because you guys played twenty two games and you guys lost twenty four maps. Do you think yeah. um you know how Midnight and Rick are the exact same record? They went both went twelve and ten. I was just. Do you think it matters more map count or head to head who got into playoffs? Because it t- they took head to head. It should. It should be head to head, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it should be because that team is like. I, see, I say that, but at the same time, that's not even like the same roster, though. Yeah. But that's. Yeah. But that's kind of the only way to like, judge like to justify it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's why that's why you go into every match you play. That's like, why you, you go into every match. Yeah. Out of it yeah. last year, time and time yeah. again. That's yeah. why you don't. Because you three one yeah. some team that's really bad. It's so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Like, you, you, if you play your bad teams like trash but you still beat them you still beat them it's like that shouldn't hurt you right because you know what i'm saying like it doesn't matter like oh yeah it shouldn't matter like, my phase team last year i think we got first in the league yeah, but there was a few times, times we went we course. went we went game five with teams that were not as good as us but then we would play lg who was like at that time everyone thought they were hot shit and we would just come out and smoke them you know what i mean yeah. so it's like there is there is a balance it's like just because we don't play bad teams well that's probably that shows a flaw in our gameplay like obviously we're not the most consistent team but like we are way better than that team most of the time and then when we play the teams that are supposed to be the big dogs we used to smoke them too in the league right. uh, obviously at open events because we couldn't win winners bracket matches but either way <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like that's just how that's how it goes so it's like i, I feel like you shouldn't be penalized for that like yeah. it should be head-to-head in no in those scenarios 
Like if you beat that team twice, but they have a better map count than you, like you beat them twice, like you, like you're better than them. Like yeah. you match up better than them. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. All right. The uh, the next question was, what was the biggest failure of a roster during the pro league? So like they just collapsed, didn't play well, and then they just disbanded. That's easy. I feel. Wait, is it easy though? Because I feel like my answer is not going to be the same as everyone else. Because right. I think I it's hear what you want to say. But yeah, what what what's the consensus here? EG is my answer. The first EG? Yeah. That's my answer too. <laughs> okay, that yeah. team was the worst. <laughs> I, I'm talking longevity to the league. The first EG was. Oh, well, I mean, the, the biggest league? failure of the pro league. I... Wait, yeah, no, like, but if you're but players. if you're a failure <laughs> of the pro league though, you're not staying in the league the whole time. Well, well, that's actually true though. That you can't really like, yeah, it's hard to start from finish. <laughs> but like the first LG. Bro, they won an event and then they couldn't win a map. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's yeah. like weird. Yeah, like the, the league, <laughs> but that's not the same team now. So like, technically, they're not a failure oh, now. They're good. Exactly. Like, longevity so, of the league is is really. Yeah. I mean, we were six and one, and our roster didn't stay the same. But like, yeah. oh yeah, you won. Yeah, you four and zero last week, and you changed. Of all time. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you guys are just switching all around. <laughs> guys, these guys got second place. They said, "Ah, oh, we're gonna change it up." That one four and zero. Ah, oh, we're gonna change it back. It's like. Oh, Having some fun. Cares, At this you point, know? you're just flexing on people. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, we we switching today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> look what we could do. Um, yeah. Like, look what we could do. We could change our player. No way. Doesn't even matter. Um, my um, my team was accelerate with Robbie B. Do you not? Oh, think bro. I wait. I for, they were in our league. I forgot about that. Was that. the biggest oh, mistake I've ever bro, seen in my whole life. So, yeah, maybe team, it might be them. First of all, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here and be the guy that that like defends the victim because fastball got dropped for no reason, like that whole thing. Yeah. But like, bro, they dropped fastballer, and you don't know behind the scenes like the arguments and stuff. I've heard some shit behind there, like that, like could obviously kind of justify it. Yeah. But like, bro, they dropped fastballer because he like a lot of it was because he wasn't doing that well. His stats were bad, and then they picked up someone that just does not play clearly as selfless and as fast as him, and like they got mm. so much worse, so much quicker and it's just like once again goes to show you like people yeah. that slide in first and stuff have so much of an impact and i'm not gonna sit yeah. here and defend fastball like what do you have like a point six six point nine, seven like, like six nine something like that he's yeah. probably in that with that stat being a thing he's probably not he's probably going in first too much like he's probably yeah 100 really oh, you know what i'm saying like i mean they got worse than doing Going in first yeah. too much catching terrible timings Feeding by his own fault like, yeah exactly yeah. you can do that and do it wrong so he probably wasn't doing his job to the best and there's other people that could have done it better yeah. but like when they replaced him for someone that doesn't do it really at all it's like you see how you see how quick that changes it's I mean, like you have you have to really appreciate your your auto aim draggers you really have yeah. to like, i feel like they like they threw that run like right out the window but then again like it's so hard to tell about that team because like even like with other rosters like my phase roster last year with our roles and stuff like there's so much behind the scenes of players that sometimes just don't want to do anything. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be some yeah. times where it's like, yo, I think you should really wait for your teammates or run this role. And there will be a player that will look you dead in the eye and be like, no. And what do you do? You know what I'm saying? Like, then you have to make a change. Yeah. Then you make the change. And then it's like, well, now what the fuck do we do? So it's like, you don't know if that happened with them. It's like, that's why I hate not knowing behind the scenes. I mean, I would stuff. say, yeah. I would say Accelerate was the worst roster, like the biggest failure of the league. But at least they tried their sub. I still say it's EG being the worst by far because they had God RX on their bench and a player with a point six. And wait, they just never tried him out. They like, never, never. Come on, <laughs> like. Wait, they had Adam on the. They had Adam. They on had their Adam bench. on their bench, 
and for the Abbott. league started, I didn't think they, I didn't think that they were well, that terrible either. But then they ended up being like so like so much worse than I thought they ever could be. Yeah, and they didn't yeah, even no, try it. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I honestly didn't think that team was going to be that terrible, and then they were. Wait, but I, like, thought, I, I thought they'd be like a ninth through twelfth place team, maybe maybe some eighth like. Yeah, I think that's another thing that's not match. fundamentally correct, though. Yeah. They were just they were just all over the place, and they didn't have enough skill to this bully people, which is obviously very hard in general in this game. But they, I didn't know they had Goddard X on their bench. Yeah, it's the whole so crazy. It's dude, I love that Goddard X is now finally kind about of getting, time. like it's about <laughs> yeah, it's about time because like I feel like he was not like he's always been pretty good, dude, and no, he's no. never gotten like that that rep because he's just never really been on like a good team. He's always been on like yeah, exactly. some of the low the lower amateur, like the like the basically pro teams, but not there yet, kinda, you know what I mean? And yeah, rogue ghost he's always like, been, he yeah, Panda, he's always Panda been like whatever. that guy. Yeah. No, he wasn't. No, not no, on Panda. No, no, no. He was he, he was, was on, on Rogan he was on Rogan I W I think. Well he was on he was on E six for the Montreal event. Yeah, but 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 that's what I'm saying. It's like bro, like he had so many moments like those rogue teams and those like basically like borderline amateur teams were there because of him. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he was so good in those scenarios to help his team get recognized. It was never like no one ever gave him that second chance. But I, I'm I, I'm happy he's finally kind of getting like the problem is the problem is that people mm -hmm. when people pick up someone like that they want him to drop like a 1.3 and like obviously I mean Goddard just did that but yeah. he's more of like a, a consistent <laughs> yeah. player. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's tough. It's like, yeah, when when someone picks up someone like that, they usually That's ho are hoping for. he's a prodigy. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. I don't. Know, he, I mean, but dude, they, he's so much better than so many players. A lot of been, yeah, a it's, lot. You know players. what I mean? And like, just that. That's like the veteran system sometimes too. Yeah. I yeah. forgot yeah. about his uh, World at War or World War Two team with uh, him, Moth, Lace, and Pander. Bro, I mean, remember was, when he I mean, smoked us, RJ, on, on Valkyrie? What was it? Was Valkyrie the map? Valkyrie Hardpoint? He went first. on like a 95 streak? No, no, by the... No, he, down to 95 streak. He, dude, he literally like... <laughs> it was, no, I'm telling you, I can go back and find the map. It's literally the Hardpoint. I'm pretty sure he was by the back alley of the, the, the Stone Hill. We used to call it Stone. And he went on like literally like, like a 9 spree like on that to like bring them back into the game and make it to game 5. Wow. That was the game five that I did really well, and I think I dropped like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, it did. didn't go to that game five unless it was Valkyrie Search, wasn't it? It was Val. It was Valkyrie Search. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. That, but that that map should never have happened. But he absolutely smoked us at the end of the game. Like he's always had those moments against like really really good teams. He's just never gotten like that extra step. And I feel How like about, now he's kind of getting there. Yeah. How about this old team? General Dashi, Gotrex, and Panther. Ooh, that he's was. Well, no, that, I mean, that was that was Montreal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that team was really bad because they had they like <laughs> four days of practice. Okay. Uh -huh. Wait, no, they were. Wait, hold up, that team was just bad because they had three ARs on their team. I mean, so they had Dash three... General and Dead Dash had... General and Casey. They okay, yeah, three actual ARs, but yeah, they had to do that. Well, was at that point, though, ever. at that point though, Casey had at least a little bit of experience with a PPSH. But it just obviously was not going to be enough. Yeah, a little bit, but like, yeah, not enough. Like, bro. Yeah. And and that and that that specific time, I'm pretty sure like the game started getting a little bit faster with like the ARs and stuff. So it, did. Like, it was more and like yeah, so they 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 just couldn't keep up was, at this moment. Like, but but then his they, later they had like, like very good players is just not the right players, you know. But then the like, ghost mm -hmm. roster later with Casey Adam, uh, <clears throat> Andy and Chris were like that was just a good team because. Those guys just know what those guys understood the game more than I thought they would, at, at like every single point. But that's when the bar was a thing, though, right? The second, the second bar. That's like when that became more of a thing. Seattle. 
Yeah, so yeah, like that six. that also fit their play style a little bit more. Yeah. They they were good though. They they were a little bit they were way more fundamentally correct. Like they a were lot good of them. and they yeah, they had a lot of time Big to teams. work with it. Wait, but I think roll that, every fucking that map that and champs, Chris. general team would have been way better at the end of the year because Dashy running the second bar, general running your STG. That's a, that, that that's enough to have a good team right there. Yeah. In that game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they would have had enough kills right there between those two to have a good team. It was just the wrong team at the wrong time. You know? Agreed. Or the right team at the wrong time. Like that could have worked later on in the game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right. The next section was who was your rookie of the pro league this year? Tell him, easy. And boy, not close, not debatable. I agree with Envoy. Wait, not even remotely close. It's Envoy or Sim. Yeah, Dylan's there as oh wait was Dylan, wait, Dylan wasn't wait, in the league last Dylan, year. Dylan Cod's not a Dylan Cod's not. I a mean, if, no, Dylan Cod's a rookie. It's his yeah, first year okay. in the actual he, pro league, isn't it? Yeah, he he's, a, he's a rookie. Listen, no. if, wait, didn't he play last if year? If Kenny was a rookie and uh, wait, it's a rookie. Envoy's a rookie, yeah. then Dylan Cod's a rookie. Wait, wait, wait yeah, Envoy, yeah, hold up, Envoy. you about okay? There's different definitions for rookie though. Are you talking about rookie? Yeah. <laughs> wait, he's the rookie wait, of the year, yes, we, by like this voting standards, but no, he's not a rookie. No, no, wait, can we talk about rookies right now? Yeah. What's the definition of a rookie? Because I, I say if they're in pro league. Yeah, first time in pro league. league. Yeah, that's your Dude, rookie year. That's such like... That's I, don't that's good. I don't think or, that's good. Or if you finish top 16 at, a, at an event. Either I that's, think that's, that's a definitely not a rookie. In my head, your rookie season... I mean, it it changes too because well, of the, the, it changes because of the introduction of the CWL too. Yeah. So like, I'd say advanced warfare to Black Ops, like the transition from like AW to Black Ops three when the CWL was introduced, that's like a completely different time period for me. Like those two are different time periods. Yeah. So I know, like, but they're but like it's the same. It's but the it's the same, same concept. That, that's like, why bro, I don't. Kenny was getting top eight at events or top six at events in AW. I mean, then if you put it that way, player. who's a rookie? Yeah. Who was a rookie this Simp. year? No, no one. Simp. Simp. Well, just because of his age, like I, okay, yeah, Simp and Selden. Well, Simp has never been to an event. Yeah, he's never. Simp has never been to a major. Yeah, so it's literally he just has to be a rookie. That's like the yeah. only. That's the who only. Did, like, who did um? Don't God they, play with for champs. Brash. I, I, yeah, like I, I, I know. I know what we're saying with the, like the the rookies like in the CWL. So I, I like, get that side of the argument. I just like as a COD player at heart, like I can't consider Kenny a rookie last year. Like that was no, not you yeah. know what I mean. Like I was playing against Kenny in like the winners final. Yeah. Final, <laughs> AW. Like, like, yeah they, so it's the same as it's the same as Envoy then. All right then. Yeah, so yeah, Envoy then, it, then. then it's Simp. Yeah. I, no, because Dylan, no, Dylan played in AW. So. I know, I know, I know, but I'm saying I'm going to win it with that voting. The esports voting. Oh, with, oh yeah, with the actual, oh, yeah. with the criteria they use, he's going to win it. But if you're talking about like actual rookie of the year, like to the 18 year old standard, yeah. or like the you know first events, Major. it's simp by far. Yeah. But yeah. then well, we go over to like I understand chance. where they're coming from though too. No, yeah, I get what they're I get what they're saying. That's it's just I... it's such a gray area because of how long COD has been around yeah. and yeah. like and like the age like age restrictions being a thing in and out of years. Like yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's gonna such be a like gray that. area. Of, yeah, what you just said is like perfect. And especially like there's been players that played against these guys and then played against them in their rookie year. It's like right. last year, Farrell was a legitimate rookie. He never, you know what I'm saying? He's yeah. never been yeah, to major. Yeah, exactly. He's never, that was, that's a rookie. Like last. Kenny last year, like Kenny's on my team. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm great friends with Kenny, <laughs> but he was not a, he was not a rookie last year. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> he was an experienced top yep. level player. Like I agree. So the only counter I have, that. the only counter I have is like in the MLB when you're in like double A, triple A, like you're right on the top of that, like on the fringe. Like mm-hmm. they don't consider you a rookie until you're at, in the MLB for that, like, like. But I would consider like the old like UMG events and stuff like that to be to be like an yeah. actual event because it was all it was all treated they the were. same. 
You ask Crim6 how Sorry. many majors he's won, he's going to tell you 33 or whatever, and those are UMG events. That, yeah. Yeah. And, and one of them's an online UMG. event. Frag Cup. Is it? Yeah. But even back then, like that was that a was. major. Yeah. That, that really was. The Frag Cups were huge. Yeah. Right, it's simp then. That's, that's it then. Yeah. It's simp. Right. I, I understand. Selium would be a really close second to me, but simp has shown... Simp has just shown too much. Well, yeah, Cell is an absolute beast. Yeah, yeah of course. Too, if Cell goes is, off, though. might have the upper hand, though. Yeah, Simp right but now. If, but if Cell finishes this year. They win champs, like. With yeah, like, then definitely Cell. Too. I will yeah, say, like though, that. that Simp definitely gets to look better because of how flashy of a player is he, like he is, too. With the sniper. Yeah, like, sniper. He's a SOG, like, he's a SOG who snipes. Like, he's going to be the flashiest yeah. player on any roster. Yeah, and he's got yeah. War Machine, yeah. like, Cell like, is just that kid, like, dropping numbers, doing things for his team, so. Yeah. Like, Cell is the. Cell is literally the the guardian meme. I don't know if you guys Wait, know it. Where they're like, Cell is, the, Cell is the future. Simp yeah. is the present. Cell put up a. He was number right. one in Maddox KDs for probably for like the it's most disgusting. Hey, yeah, anyone that knows COD yeah. knows Cell's a beast, baby. Yeah, that's Cell's, just Cell's you, you're but... really scared to play that guy. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just that's such a funny topic that we actually talked about this because I had this conversation the other day. It's just like so so weird, like the whole rookie thing. And I see like what you were saying even with like the double A AA or triple A, but like. Even that, like, Kenny was playing in the winner's finals. Like, Envoy, too, he was on that team. Like, and it was like playing in the MLB playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, yeah. were, they were deep yeah. in the tournaments. Like, they were good players. So, it's like, you can't really, in my opinion... Wait, so, someone, so, wait, like, so, so if Kyler would have had, like, a better year mm -hmm. last year, then he would have won Rookie of the Year? Yes. It Which depends is what Dave, because like Kyler was getting second. He was yeah, getting exa second. Exactly. Yeah. Like every like, event not in a rookie. AW. He's been around for years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish. I wish there was like some like set like criteria like everyone. If there, if there, there was, was there is. Because we used to have UMG events and stuff, so it's like all mixed up now. The well, yeah. yeah. thing is, is like the set criteria is completely correct. I'm not disregarding yeah. it because it is correct. When the CWL got announced and became the COD World League. These players didn't play because obviously age restrictions and stuff. So that is a rookie. Like, yes, it is, but like it's so hard to actually well, no, say. If like, you want to, if you, you know. want to talk about the single A and stuff like that, then you can say Brack then, because like Brack was an amateur, so it's like he wasn't a pro, but did he played that still think... too though. He didn't play a chance. He was on Verticon. Okay, so yeah, Bra see, like Brack is more understandable. Like yeah. he was like he more was, like. I mean, a... yeah, but like he's still a ten. I mean, I don't think so, though, because he still went to majors yeah, it's weird, dude. in it's open weird. bracket with the potential to win the event. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, we started in open bracket and we got fourth, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, but he's exactly. not, like, if he's you not have the playing potential with anybody to... that could win an event, though. He, doesn't, he wasn't playing but it doesn't, with people that could in the, won in the eyes, In the eyes of criteria, though, it doesn't matter. Was he getting There's no salary? Was he contracted? I feel like that should matter. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea how any of that works. I feel like that should like determine you as a professional player as well if you're getting paid like professional. That's the thing too. Like yeah. Like I don't know. It's that's such a. I mean that's like that's a different definition of professional at that point. Like that's that'll always be a debate too. Yeah, yeah. That's another. That's a. We can go down this road. That's a whole other debate. Yeah, it's very weird. Like what actually considers you a professional COD player or not? Like now, in my opinion, if you're in the league, you're a pro. Yeah, I agree. Not you're not. Period. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I don't know how that's a. Not gonna like, get into it, it. it. I don't know how that's a disagreement yeah. anywhere. Yeah, someone if got mad at me. League, you're a pro. Someone got yeah, mad at me not, for calling not. Bance an amateur yeah. now. It's like, well, he is. He's well, not in the pro league. Ben, you, you need like some time to like brush uh, off the pro. Like, you don't just, you don't just go from. Well, no. Te well, technically, if we're speaking technical terms, like yes, he's yeah, back yeah, in the yeah he's league. back in the amateur scene. But yeah, like, exactly. 
he's obviously an amateur that will be always be considered like a pro player just because yeah. he's been so good. He's, he's cemented. He's, second he's, he's, he's cemented. Yeah, he's he's a good one. player. He's, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's won. Yeah, he's won an event. Like, he's won majors. So yeah. it's like, and he's been in the pro league, so it's a little different. Yeah, that's yeah. like if you get like an MLB, yeah, like you you get put down like put down to the other rosters. It's like okay, it's you're still good. Like you can still easily get brought back up. Yeah. So it's not as. But like I see what you're saying. So technically, right now, he's an amateur. But that's like, where the yeah. debate gets wild. Though. Yeah. That's that. that whole but life. but yeah, but that that's the even thing. But if you've been in the pro league, then it doesn't even bother me of saying like yeah, I'm like I've been I'm a professional yeah. player. Like yeah. you made it. You if you mm-hmm. made it to the pro league, you did something right to become a professional player and do your thing. Whether or not you blew your chance or not, you know what I'm saying? Like what happens there, yeah. you did it. You you still got to that point, and then hopefully you keep going to continuously get to that point again. Yep. Okay, I, agree. I, I agree with all that, yeah. Yeah. All right, the next so question. Pretty much topic. I like these topics, though. I like this because this is like, like conversations that I feel like happen behind closed doors sometimes. Yeah, but yeah. Like yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. These are cool conversations. I like this. All right, the, uh, the next question is who, which veteran underperformed the most during the Pro League? Like the biggest underperformance yeah, by a veteran. Yeah. I feel like there's really obvious answers to this, but I don't think they're subjectively correct. Yeah, just go so for I'll what you actually then. believe. So I'll I think it's... And then yeah, you go, go ahead. I said JCAD. I said Ikes. Yeah, I don't agree with either of those, though. All right. Wait, go for it. JCAD and who? Ikes. Ikes. So okay. when, I think of, when I think of people that are underperforming, I, I take it super literal. And I think Ikes and JCAD underperforming would quite literally be a 0.35 KD. Right. <laughs> so I, I look. I like where you're coming from with that. So yeah. I look at someone like John, someone who's been at the top consistently and putting up numbers like that. Whether he was ever a superstar or if he's just putting up consistent numbers, which he was, yeah. him having as bad of a season as he is, to me and for how long he's played, he is probably the like the biggest underperforming veteran. That's a good My point. only counter argument to that is is like, like Crowder. I mean, you you saw this firsthand. Is when you put someone on a Maddox, they're expected to put up at least. A one. You could probably say point nine, one. one. So when Jacob's yeah, putting one. up a point seven with a with a Maddox, that doesn't categorize as a as an underperformance to you. Caps um, a, a different story. Because you got this know, with so, Kenny kind of at the beginning when people were like, "Why are you sticking him on the Maddox?" And then you know he was so, probably a yeah, but then he became the best off. player in the game. Like see, exactly. See, okay, but the difference between Kenny is when he first switched to a Maddox, he was not good. Like yeah. he like didn't just switch to a Maddox and the gun just made him good. He got better like he put a and lot work. of work that people did not see to become a better player period if you were to give kenny a sog right now with especially with the hit scan he would be good yeah. if you gave him time to get like he became good at the game he, he mastered the mechanics he pra- he played on day in and day out to get his centering down like all of that stuff came together for him to be comfortable so it's like that wasn't just kind of a gun switch and to go to your like your your argument like the counter argument to it so the way i view it is like Cap is obviously a little bit different of a story. It doesn't give you an excuse to do bad, but like I actually kind of like what Joey said. There are players on teams that are held to a specific standard, and that's why they're on the team. For example, you go to, you go to Optic, you're looking at Optic, and you look at Dashy. He is on that team to do exactly what he is doing right now, and he's doing it damn near the best. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's doing a great job. A great job. So it's like if Dashy was dropping like a point nine or a one, he's underperforming because obviously he's there to be a superstar. And on top of that, if we like, I can use my team as an example because I know my team like in and out the most. Like I don't know what everyone else is supposed to be doing on their teams. Like they're not my team. If you look at someone like Enable or Slasher, like they're not really 
on my team to be a superstar. They're on my team to make the correct play and and make the right play when it matters. Like Austin slides in first a lot more than people think. Mm. And he was a main ICR. It's just that's just what it is. His that's what his role is. So he's not really supposed to be putting up a one point three like he has in the past with like his envious team at IW champs but he and does. other teams like what like last year. He does here and there. Yeah. But like and he got the MVP. Oh and that that was him like performing well. You know what I mean? But yeah. Just in general, like it's very weird because those like certain players are on teams and they are set up to be doing better. Like players do bait each other, and it's not like oh like that guy's selfish and this guy's not. Like that's just how a team works. Like Sam baits enable. Like he that's the point. You know what I mean? Like that is the point. Like it's not saying oh Sam's a selfless kill or selfish kill hordes. No, he's using the system of having Ian slide in first and him sliding in second. Like that's just what it is. Like. And there's a lot of teams like RJ. I'm sure you guys have the same thing. Like, there are players that go in first. Like Asim on Phase. I can talk about Phase because I know the, like them more personally. Asim goes in first a lot of the time. Yeah. He's not supposed to be putting up a 1.3. You know what I mean? Like he's supposed to be putting up the and lower if he is, numbers. He's literally frying the whole map. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. If he's doing that, he's having a good event. Like Austin had a really, really good event. And he got MVP because he's so consistent at what he's doing. Yeah. But the same thing with Asim. Like he's not supposed to be throwing up 1.3s that's someone else's job on the team and that's why like it's weird to say like who's performing and underperforming so I, that that's kind of like my take on that like i like where joey like came from that on that like that definitely definitely does make a lot of sense that doesn't give you a void excuse just to suck don't get right. me wrong like they're like even when i was playing like i was hard on myself like i was playing like shit you know what i'm saying like yeah my team sucked like we were going all the wrong ways on the map and like it was making it harder but like i was not playing good you know what i'm saying I, and i would be the first to admit that so it's like it goes it goes hand in hand, but that's yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna think on my answer right now. But yeah, uh, you go, RJ. I think I think it's gotta be John though. Yeah. There's no one else. Yeah. John, thinking, John, 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 John also had a team where he has two people on his team that are like sliding in first, doing all that stuff. Like there was just no reason for him not to be playing well. Yeah. What yeah. about apathy? That's someone that I would say maybe throughout this too, year. Depending on how you feel about yeah. Because honestly, I mean, honestly, Red was looking good coming to coming to the, into this year. Yeah. With their teammate last year, adding Bance. Yeah. I actually thought never. I never thought Bance was doing too poorly this year. I I think he ended up having to adapt his role to that kind of like slide player, definitely more than Joe. Mm -hmm. Like being that yeah. guy that kind of slides in and, and be that guy. So his stats, like his stats throughout this year, were actually a pretty good timeline to how he had to play on that team. Yeah, and yeah. I, I wouldn't really give him too much flack for that. I would say Apathy is a really good. That's another. Yeah, that's like that's so good one ask answer to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ap Ap's a good, good one because like Apathy when he was on that MV team, like for example, you looked at that MV team. It was Assault, Silly, Aches, Apathy. Apathy has to be playing well. Apathy and Kyler are on that team to do two things. Basically, we had the whole conversation we just had is to do good. You know what I'm saying? Like they yeah, are the heavy hitters on that team. Like, Justin's pretty consistent. He do, he was doing his thing. Same thing with Assault. And, like, Aix is obviously their leader. He brings a lot more to it. But, like, Apathy was on that team to be doing really, really well and to be performing like a superstar slayer, and he just wasn't flat out. As yeah. I, He's gotten much better, in my opinion. He's been putting a lot of work in. And towards the end of the year, that's kind of where he, like, ramps up anyway. So yeah, we'll see if he agreed. continues that trend. But in the beginning of this year, he definitely had a slow start. And obviously his team wasn't, like, the best. They couldn't get on the same page, but... He definitely was probably underperforming for how much potential I know he has, and he wasn't even like kind of playing that role of like 
like like oh like i'm on this team to like do this specific thing in slide first it was more like you're on this team to get kills with kyler and if you don't you're gonna lose you know what i mean so mm -hmm. yeah. i definitely see like he could definitely be that guy and i but i think he's gotten way better since that point though so which i'm glad to because he's a great guy he's been putting a lot of work in yeah yep all right sweet um and then oh no we've got two more um biggest performance by a veteran so the opposite Ooh, the biggest performance by a veteran. So who's looked better this year than sure. you would have expected? I actually said formal. Because he's I will putting... never ever... I always, I always expect him to be disgusting. Yeah, I always yeah. expect yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. You're talking to the wrong group of people because me and RJ, even when our, our formal had his struggles last disgusting year... disgusting at every we, game we, he plays. We never... We never like, yeah. I never doubted him. I, he's... No matter what you see from him, he is talented. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, mm -hmm. it's just what it is. Like, I don't know. I, I never expect him to do bad. Yeah, you know get saying? him on the right know. team, and he's yeah. going to fucking fry it. Like, yeah. Yeah, get him in the right mindset, the right place, and that that guy's got a lot of potential. I've always been a big uh, fan of him, even when he was doing, like, his, like, struggles last year. I never doubted him. Yeah. I said That's Octane. Kind of thing. I said yeah, Octane I, because... Uh, what do we qualify as a veteran... Yeah, that, well, I had two issues with saying Sam. One was, one was veteran. Clay was going to be my answer. One was like the veteran thing for Sam, not like knowing if I could really consider yeah. him that yet. The other problem with Sam is I he's another player that I fully expect to do well every single year. Yeah. But, like it doesn't shock me when he's yeah. putting up great numbers. I think I think this I question's why. hard because I didn't really expect people to overperform this year because World War II to this game is such like a giant leap in every facet mm -hmm. that like i can't even say there was someone i expected to like you know underperform overperform anything like that so i think clay is a good answer yeah. though because i think clay's been good this year i don't know i know there's a lot of like opinions league. on that but i think clay has been has been pretty strong i agree with so that I, that's just kind of that's just kind of a hard question though yeah, yeah like is. how this game is played with the slide cancel and stuff i definitely thought clay would fall off a little bit but i feel like he's been pretty consistent in the team mm -hmm. so. yeah i think that's fair Mm. Same with Krim, I guess, but he's I don't know. Krim's Krim, like, yeah. I also don't. I also don't necessarily think he's overperforming at all. So I don't think, I don't, I don't think he's overperforming, but he's playing I'm well. Like, he's definitely doing be, his yeah. job. I'm gonna be honest, yeah, with this one. So I don't think Clay is overperforming at all because I might be biased here, but I team with Clay and he won me a world championship by himself. Like, so like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm just I'm think, just trying to think of veterans. I'm not even though. saying like, I don't know like. I'm not even saying overperforming. I'm just saying performing. I'll explain. I have a good answer. I think that's going to be a weird take, but I so to talk to the Clay one. I don't think Clay is overperforming. I think Clay has been probably one of the strongest veterans, though. Like we just talked about Cap, we just talked about Aches, we just talked about other players. I do think Clay having the team he has, obviously, like he gets to bait Simp and Pristini and 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 Abizi. Yeah. So it's definitely not a bad life in the sense of him, you know what I'm saying, keeping it strong. Yeah. But like we just talked about some of the veterans kind of having like a little bit lower of stats and obviously stats aren't everything because they really aren't. But like Clay has been pretty solid when it comes to that, like running like that veteran role, like more of the leader type kind of thing with them. So I, I see where you're coming from with that. And like, I definitely think that I just would never say he's overperforming because when I team with Clay, you know what I'm saying? Like Clay was yeah, 1.4, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? For four yeah. straight, like, yeah. so I, I, to overperform for Clay, he would be dropping 1.5. Like I, I expect very, very high gameplay out of Clay just because I know what he's capable of when he's doing his thing. Yeah. But to go to my actual answer, I think it's Zuma. I think Zuma is considered a young player 
for no reason because he's not young. He's, yeah. He's not he's not 18. Everyone like acts like he's like I feel like when you hear people talk about Zuma, like maybe not this year, but like the years prior, even like last year, the young gun Zuma and attached, like, bro, they are not young anymore. Yeah. They are not <laughs> over. Like that phase of their career is over. Like they are not the young guns anymore. And like what it comes down to is like I feel like the role that Tommy has picked up this year. So Tommy has always been like the the straight up like the like not as smart slayer on the team, right? Like he's supposed to be the guy that goes around and disguns people. That's mm-hmm. what his role. This year kind of like you know last year too hit him in, yeah like at the end of last year like hit him in the face a little bit where it's like whoa like i know i'm really good but like i gotta start being smarter and like really change my role and become that veteran player because if i don't there's gonna be issues with my future teams and like i think towards like this year you've seen how much he has changed as a player like yeah tommy's not right now throwing up 1.4s like dashy you know what i'm saying like like crazy flashy numbers but it's not he's not trying to tommy yeah. is trying right now he's in a stage of his career where he's molding himself more into that leader veteran-esque kind of player and i feel yeah. like that goes in my opinion to be overperforming because yeah. he's changed he's literally changing himself more than in the games, scenes though. yeah like so much more he's than you up and about the right play rather and than like, and i've played with Tommy wanting to kill them. and i can tell you i can watch a game on the minimap right now like Tommy right now is so much more valuable than the MVP Tommy I had last year. Yeah, like I, I, and I can swear up and down on that. Like, I know he won MVP. I know we won an event. Blah 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 blah. Like that's all cool. He is better right now, wh- whether his stats say it or not. Like he is doing so much more for a team than he ever has been in the past. And I think that's why I would say he's overperforming because of how much he's changing himself to better everyone else around him. Like he's dropping his ego. He's dropping everything. He's not putting up point eight. So he's still doing good. Yeah. Like yeah. he's not going for those flashy. I'm going to be the superstar of the team anymore. He's going for, I want to win. I'm going to put my head down and become the best teammate and leader I can be because this team needs one. And I think that's like really important. And I feel like that's why I would say that would be him. Good point. I like that. Good answer. <laughs> All right. Better. Um, the last one is who was your MVP of the entire pro league? I have my answer was Priester because of what he did for 100T. Like when you guys came in and what that did for the team. What was your answer? Sam Larue. Sam Larue. That's what he's saying. Yeah, that's what I said too. Yeah. I'm just gonna go with Dashy because I feel like he's not he's not absolutely frying or losing. So there it is. Sam Larue. Yeah, I mean that. I mean if Dashy's not playing well, that team. Yeah, that's. I mean that's that that it does mean the MVP. Like Sam has all had off series and we've won. You know what I'm saying? So like I see. My, my reasoning behind MVP and Sam is he can have off series and you guys Sam will still. Right now, I know it hurts me. Trust me, it hurts. I know, me. I know. I can't. I can't. I can't believe. Oh, I know. I see you right now saying. Oh Sam. no! Trust me, it hurts me. <laughs> the reason I say Sam is because I consistently can feel and know that on the map when I'm watching, if there is 95% of other ICR players, it's it's just not working. It's just not happening. Mm. <laughs> like he is winning, you guys. An obscene amount of maps, just from what oh, he does. Man. And I know he's a good teammate. Great. You know, Sam. Yeah. Sam's the man. I, Sam. Sam is super, super coachable too. Yeah, like yeah. He, I've never had any problems with him. Like he's he makes plays and like you yell at him for it, but like he never like. As for X Factor, like MVP player of the league, Brack. Yo, I agree with that one. Easily, X Factor, Brack, hundred percent. It's weird. Just, it's just how literally you take the term most valuable player. Yeah, yeah. Like, Wait, I like, player I like league, that, I'm, I'm glad, glad he got locked in. 
Yeah. Oh, I like that he brought that up, though, because when you look at a valuable player, there are more than just one aspect of, oh, you know, that guy's frying. Like, look at his stats. It is yeah. much, like, deeper than that. And if, if you look at it like X-Factor, there's tons of ways you can look. X-Factor, I'd say Brack, you know, valuable teammate, I would, there's infinite options for that. Yeah. You know, consistent player, Sam. There's tons of different answers, but I, I think I think I would stick by Sam. I, I said a few weeks ago, and trust me, this pains me to say it. I said, like, two weeks ago on stream. I think Sam genuinely will go down when his career is over. It's probably the best AR to ever live. Over formal? I think so. Wow. That's big. Uh, it's weird. So we had this conversation the other day, and it was kind of talked about on Twitter a little bit. So it's like the MVP. It's like, what do you actually consider an MVP? So like, before we go, kind of go into this, I, I want to hear like your thoughts on this. Can you win? Can you get... Can you get second or third at an event and win MVP? Yes. <clears throat> I see. I disagree. I disagree, I disagree too. I think and the reason. What, what is the threshold for being an MVP if you're not winning? Uh, Sim <clears throat> carrying the United. See, but he didn't. He didn't carry him. That's not a That's carry. Thing. Like he put up he stats. Didn't, so he put, yeah. Okay, yeah. he put up stats, but he did not carry them. Yeah. It's like that's that's the difference with me. Like I. I'm not discrediting Sim's performance. That was unbelievable. I think he's an unbelievable, like he's great. He's an unbelievable player. But like, when it comes to like, in this game, even with my team, any team, no one wins a game by themselves. Like you don't drag a team from the dirt and just win. Like, especially yeah. in this game with how fundamentally correct it is. Like you can be the best player in the world if your team is going the wrong way on the map and not like you know what I'm saying, not doing the most important stuff. I don't care how good you are, you're getting smoked, and like that's like what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it just Literally. no matter what you're doing, like you're gonna get smoked, whether you're the best team in the world, or best player or not. So it's like I I wouldn't say that was an MVP performance because unless he was literally going like 50 and 10 in the finals and losing the hard points, Wait, you know what I'm saying? That, like though. something yeah. unbelievable where it's like, whoa, this guy. I mean, like Persini's 0 and 50. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, okay, but like, yeah. But like <laughs> even no, but like even then, if, if you're not like, uh, if you're not winning, something. You can have no, a teammate cost you. You can so, have a so, teammate yeah, cost right, you. Right, right, but, but like it, you have to be really doing really, really, yeah. really, really good. Up until the finals, and then in the finals, really, really, really good, and lose for me to be like. The thing is, the yeah. thing is, an MVP, an MVP is a product of winning. Like you're an MVP because you were so consistent and you pushed all the way to that victory. Mm -hmm. All right, so I'll say this much: Formal was doing the most last year at um, World War II champs, and they got fifth. <laughs> yeah, but that guy was okay, on another level. Now, to be the devil's advocate to that, though. Okay, I love Formal. I think he's a great player. I think he's a good guy. I how so he was doing everything in his power, but like you're telling me right now you can't go back there and watch his his mistakes. Oh no, he definitely probably oh, no. made mistakes. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. So it's like even with Gunless in the beginning of this year, I think Pierce is unbelievable too. Great player. I guarantee you, I could have watched back some of their gameplays and been like, oh, there was a, that was a bad play. He's costing his team there, and it's not saying like he's stupid. Like every player makes bad plays. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's just what yeah. it is. Mm -hmm. So it's like. Being an MVP, like unless you were damn near perfect, and then you go to the finals and you play damn near perfect, and like you carry your team, and like one of your teammates literally goes like two and twenty in, in, in the finals. You know what I'm saying? 
Like, MVP just has to start, honestly, just has to start going to the right people when people win and not the highest KD. That's, I agree with that one. That's a real thing. Because if Preston drops at 1.15 and same as 1.13, like, Preston's the MVP. The biggest robbery. There's no doubt about it. There were so many examples about it. 1.2. I remember, comma, Wait, Kenny did a robbery last year. Yeah, for last year. But then I. Barrow. Barrow was the MVP of stage two. Yeah. That like, was like that was like for the whole pro league though. It wasn't just like the. See, that's I mean, what I hate. I hate. I wish there could be one tournament MVP within well, finals MVP. Well, yeah, you, the year that was just that was just terrible planning by them. Yeah, you're yeah, that was that was right. just, that like was, the MVP of our pro league last year was Zuma. Period. Overall, throughout the league, and we got first. You know what I'm saying? I'll agree with that. He's our best player. Period. In the finals. I don't think he was our like MVP. I think he played really, really good. That was weird because everyone on the everyone on the team had weird. like moments to literally win That's series. That's what I'm saying. Like, the last three series that were played. Oh, Tom, weird. dude, Tommy, like, yeah, Tommy had moments everyone. where he, bro. I, I mean, I Preston literally kept like, in the tournament by myself. So, like, but yeah. then Dylan finished it out, and then Preston literally got us to the finals by smoking MV himself. Tommy with his consistent slaying, like so. It's like we were all MVPs. Personally, I don't even believe in MVP, in MVP by the way. But like yeah. that's a whole other topic. You're only like, that's Especially in Call of Duty, because someone's gotta yeah, make I don't, the place for your I, people to do yeah. well and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't believe in MVPs in general, but like if we're talking about the topic, I'll go into it. So but it's like it's just so hard. Like Tommy was definitely our MVP throughout the pro league last year. He's our best player. He's our hard carry. But like in the finals, like Tommy didn't just carry us to the win. Like I won B three to keep us alive. Dylan finished it out. Preston got us to the finals. Tommy like kept us there. It's like we were a team. Mm-hmm. You, win, no MVP. you win in Call of Duty by setting your teammates up for success. That's so how you, you guys then because there's no such thing I, as an mvp in my opinion so in like uh college football they do like they give out different awards for every different position so they do like best of like offensive linemen you guys rather see like more awards like that where you have like like different roles like best, like, best yeah. role. i mean to be honest i think we kind of i think that's more like a like the award would be cool but i think that's already kind of like a universally like verbally agreed thing is like oh that yeah, guy's yeah. the best ir like that guy's I the best also do it. yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, and you got guys that make like you know player cards and they, <laughs> yeah, it just shows there you, you who's go. the best. There you go. I, I I like that idea. It's just it's it's hard. It's it's just so hard, especially in Call of Duty, to say like I just don't believe in an MVP because like yeah, Sam got her MVP and so did Austin. They both had amazing events, but like you're gonna tell me, wait, was it London? Yeah. If Kenny doesn't run through Blue Window and three piece optic, we don't go to the finals. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's it's so it's like yeah, Sam won the MVP. Kenny's the only reason why we, you know what I'm saying? Like, but so I thought like, Kenny deserved it. It's, it's, that a team yeah. comes together. Yeah. I like, thought even Kenny that, deserved like, that too. So, but the thing is, is like, yeah, he could have deserved it, but Doesn't then matter, Sam showed yeah. up to the finals and played like a freaking monster. So it's yeah. like, there's so much like, and even yeah. I think it was Preston last map against United in the finals of London on that gridlock hard point. He turned into a demon. Every, every, he, yeah. was, he was a walking three piece. Mm-hmm. And it's like, once again, if he doesn't do that and we go game five, maybe we lose. Maybe we go to a second best of five. I think it's better if you have no like idea. a finals MVP. I mean, literally just shut for finals. I just, I mean, I hate not the event. Oh, I that's actually think, a good point. I, think, I just think like it just comes down to a team effort. I hate the word MVP because I, everyone sets each other up for greatness. Yeah. And like that's how, that's the whole point of a team is to be a team, not. Lion man, not to play for the lot the lion man player card and be like, oh, I got the MVP. Like that's but that's seriously like how some people think. Like yeah. people yeah. walk it's just, back it's just, and be like, it's just, I don't know, it's just I didn't different in sports. I had a one point three. It's like, no, you <laughs> lost the series. You were on that team. You lost. Yeah. You did. You were on the team and you got an L. Like so but that that like mindset is so like 
Worcester is different because if you're like if you're like hitting in baseball, like you're not getting set up. You're just you're just playing yeah, yeah. well. Football, if you're a quarterback, like you're just you know. Yeah, passes. but if someone on your team in Call of Duty takes a long route and sets you and up, fucks and, up your spawns, and blocks and spawns, yeah, and yeah, that that guy's the most important guy on the map, but you don't know it. Yeah. While Sam's on a Lambo heady, lamped up, getting three pieces, <laughs> collecting hill time, you getting a two point out. You, yeah. you got Slasher in the back blocking the spawn, seeing no one. So it's like, but that's a team effort that set him up at that current moment. The next time that hill comes up, Octane will be in the back, and Kenny will be on the Lambo. You know what I'm saying? So it, it goes. It's just a team thing. I don't know. That's mm -hmm. why I don't like MVPs in COD. It's so much so more weird. than that. Yeah. It's such a. It's more of a. There should be more of a conversation instead of just a quick. Just. Yeah. I don't know. People just and then people yeah. throw people under the under like the bus. It's so like controversial every time it gets announced. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And even throwing people under the bus, I would love for someone to like come at like Cap or someone like someone that's not doing good statistically, and then just be like. Yeah, he sucks. But the reason That's why I hate he about sucks the is because, like, you see this play on the minimap. He yeah. went here and he made a bad play here, and he caused the spawns to do this. Mm -hmm. But instead, most people are just like, "Oh, this guy sucks. He has a point seven. Yep. It's like, no, that's not. <laughs> there's bro. like, there's like nothing <laughs> worse, Chris. All there's my fans. People, people only say that. Like, people only say that they're playing smart if the team is winning. But if they have a point nine, the team isn't winning. Then the casters, oh, yeah, are, well, most. some casters. Wait, I, 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 might roast them. It's silly to me. I think that this stems from like it's just laziness. What it is. Yeah, I don't want to bash our analyst desk either. No, no, like, I'm not saying like. Uh, no, no, no. I did, I did that. I'm talking about like fans either. and stuff. Like, no, no. But that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like our analyst desk doesn't break down like any like. Yeah, not enough. Plays to like they've got, show. They've gotten better. They've gotten better. Yeah, but they just don't have like the production to like show so, like yeah, this yeah, guy's see, setting up this guy. Okay, here's the point that he's making. Like, you see, this guy sliding in is that's the reason why. The the guy behind him was able to get a two piece because you just see the two guys like you yeah, they, yeah. they don't show that so then like, players like see the kill feed and they're like oh this guy just ran in and died what what was he doing it's like Scump mm -hmm. stun yeah. on Seaside to beat um E United when they E United made that comeback at uh, Vegas like, all the way back oh, and Scump oh, threw that years, stun in and all ago. Benson head all Benson said was karma like but it was actually Scump stun <laughs> yeah, the whole well, time it, but that's the thing it's a team effort and yeah it's an said, example. To, yeah. to defend the analyst desk, because I was an analyst at a point in time. The it wasn't really coming right there. I know I said that, but I was no, no, I know, I know. Oh, no. I know. But uh, to, to, this is the cleared up when this gets posted. Obviously, I don't want people just to be like, "Oh, the analyst desk sucks." It's not what it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I was on the analyst desk when I retired my, the first time. Yeah. And you just flat out don't have enough time. We're look at no. what we're doing right now. We're doing a podcast. Oh, yeah. This is probably we've been. What are we like an hour in already? Yeah, long. We are doing a podcast talking about this, and we're an hour in. The desk gets. Two minutes max, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. you can't break down. I'm not saying you you can't yeah. break down COD and stuff. And like, that's why I do my podcast. And that's why you guys are doing this podcast. And that's why yeah. more podcasts hopefully come out to fruition. Even like when my contract is up with 100 Thieves and like I'm not a coach. And if I don't get re-signed or whatever, I'd probably do more of like an in-gameplay like breakdown podcast if yeah. I'm like a free agent. But like, so I obviously not counterproductive to like my team. But like just in general, like that's how you really learn about it. It's just I would love for that to become a thing because I'm just so tired of like yeah mindset that's just like oh this guy sucks. Ass, yeah. It's like bro, if for, for instance, it's like it's bad, like it's like if Nick if Nick had the same like the same stats as Ian, but like you know everyone just everyone just yeah exactly everyone just says oh get, Nick get does the dirty work he's getting he's sliding in first he done no yeah. enable before we won People was doing the same thing enable is doing now it's just. We're winning, so he gets credit. And when we lose, he'll when we lose, he'll not get credit. And that's exactly. the problem. It's like that's not that that you've yeah. said that nothing. What's the changes. problem? 
Yeah. We literally don't, don't have even to watch COD. Even people just need to watch COD smarter. Right. That's yeah, what but I mean, sucks. Is we have that's no one like podcasts and stuff. That's yeah. the whole thing. That's what you, you, it's yeah. just to learn about it. That's what I would love to like talk about it more. And I'm not even saying like my voice or like any of us, or, like RJ, Joey, or any of you, like have like oh holy, like I know more than you. That's yeah. not what I'm trying okay. to come off at. Is like I'm just saying like you can break it down so much more and actually yeah. bounce just, ideas back and forth and be like, see like what this is out. doing. Like you can do this, this and that to the spawns and this helps this guy, this guy and this guy. Like there's just so, it goes so much more in depth than that. Yeah. Like, so like I like posted about this and like, I was really, really thinking about it. So like we have a, like the MLG channel or the C question mark L, whatever you want to call it. Is, yeah. It literally just sits there like inactive. Like what is it doing right now? So like my thought process was like, how cool would it be if you have, like videos of breaking down gameplay on there and like rerunning maps and like rerunning like showing play like people like the details of the game more. You must have do it sometimes for the uh, yeah. Image it, yeah, but they, they don't do it sometimes. Like, yeah, obviously, it's not fully in depth. Yeah. But they, like they, they just it takes one person. Casual fans out a lot. Okay, that. that's a lot of overtime. So, now, <laughs> so that's cool. that's a lot. That's a lot of work, and that's something I would love to do. Well, it's something that's needed yeah. though. Yeah, but, so that's that's what I, mean, I would love to do too. But so then, but then it comes. It just comes down to this, like. For example, like if you were putting me in the in that shoes, it's like you're a hundred thieves coach or RJ, you're Phase's coach, Joey, like you're obviously Genji's coach. If you're gonna go on that show and break down COD and explain to you how you think the system of Call of Duty should work, like obviously, like I have like my system of how I think it should work. Other people disagree, some agree. Like you know, it's just a thing. It's like, why would I go on that show and like talk about how I think hard points should be played? Especially if like your team is good at hardpoint, then it's like you now are like Shoot if there's a hundred thieves fans. It's a direct reference if, to your hardpoint. Yeah, if 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 I'm an if I'm a fan of one hundred thieves phase or Gen G, I'm like, why the hell is my coach going on there and telling everyone how they play hard? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. why would you do that? So like, it's we it's a fine line of like how you want to go. That's why I said if I was a free agent and I don't get resigned to hundred thieves and for a little bit, I would like talk a little like I because I feel like I'm not letting my organization down. I feel like I'd be letting my organization down. If I was talking about like how my team likes to play a game yeah. mode, even like anyone, even if like you're not doing well in that game mode specifically, like there are pros that watch this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, and there are yeah. pros, there are pro teams that don't know how to play hardpoint, and that's a fact. That's not being mean. It's just they struggle in hardpoint. They might yeah. be good at search, but they struggle at hardpoint. They would watch a team like, for example, Phase, great hardpoint team. If RJ broke down how to play hardpoint on a podcast, and I'm on UIU. <laughs> I'm watching that shit, and I'm learning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, seriously, like, it's, why wouldn't you? you know what I mean? thousands like, of dollars free information. on the line. Yeah. And, and free information. Like, I, will take, I will take anything, and even if even if I'm, like, egotistical, and I'm a player, and I'm like, oh, RJ doesn't know shit. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm a pro, and he's not. He's just a coach. Like, well, you want to go down that route? Even if they watch, and they pick up on one thing, literally one thing, RJ just helped the competition beat his team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, it's weird. That's why it's such a weird topic. It's like, I don't yeah. know. I would love to do what you're saying, though, because I, I, I know I always say this line, and I really do mean it. If you were to throw me a, a TV anywhere right here and give me a mini-map of a 10-minute hard point, I can probably talk about it for 40 minutes. Yeah. Just like an NFL like, Live. Like an NFL Live yeah. just for Call of Duty would be... I love... I, that's what I live for this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I love this, and that's, that's why I like it, but, like, it's just so hard yeah, but, <laughs> to do that Imagine if Bill Belichick, like, hosted there. Like, the, you know? Yeah. Oh, no. I'm not even <laughs> saying, like, one of, like, one of you guys host it. I'm saying, like, if they, no. like, 
got more analysts. Yeah, 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 yeah. They could like, just so that. they're not overworked. I'm not saying they're currently maybe, bad. Maybe for next year when it's more like... Yeah, they yeah might. that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. They might. It would be cool. I mean, I, I, would, so I wish I could do things. something like that. Yeah. 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 It would be cool, though, because I, I think that's a good idea. Like, it's just a lot of people, even when I do my Crowder hours or I talk about COD like on my stream, like a lot of people always say, it's like, yeah, like I never even thought of it that way. You know what I'm saying? Like I never thought you could do like like card point like that. That makes sense. Like I've had some people come up to me in my stream and say like, hey, like my team's struggling on this. Like what do you think I should do? And I say like basic stuff. Yeah. And they're like, oh, wow. Like I didn't even realize like that would help us so much more. And then they come back to me and they say like, wait, like, yo, that, that, that like little tip like helped my team get way better at that. And I'm like, like no problem. Like it's like, I, want, I would love to help people like understand it more because that's awesome. Yeah. And that's, a, that's yeah. the biggest gap, in my opinion, between an amateur player and a pro that's player is, the, is that. It's the mental thinking and positioning and like that game. It's not – most amateur players shoot really straight. Yeah. Straight, like a lot. Like a lot, of, a lot of them like shoot really straight. I played league play last year in World War II. They, <laughs> those kids have the gunny. They do. They really do. And like – thing is though is like most of them just don't know what the hell they're doing yet you know what i'm saying when they learn it they'll be very good players so it's it's more of just like even the ones that do they don't like they don't like practice well and they can't i don't know a lot of amateurs have like have trouble playing the right way for 10 minutes of call of duty yeah i mean if we're gonna go down that road it just just comes down to i i said this on my first maturity level (laughs) i've said this on my first podcast and i'll say it again it's just i feel like all i ever see are like this is not like the like amateur bracket like all of them because obviously there's that's a big that's a big player base, but like the top amateur teams that like some of them I follow you know what I'm saying like the players that I've like met throughout the years, I just see like ninety percent of them just complain dude about everything like yep. bro we're hosting we're we're playing scrims and my West Coast players are playing on an East Coast host and they're not saying a word yeah they might say like a little a couple comments here and there but it's not. If it's not down, they're not tweeting about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not shut. Yeah. It's not shutting down practice. Where like yeah. I see a lot of amateur players, the host sucks, traveling sucks, this sucks, that sucks, this sucks, and then these guys suck. I can't believe I'm screaming against these guys. These guys don't know what they're doing. It's like, bro, you are getting 24th place. These guys are getting 32nd. You both suck. <laughs> like seriously, like stop, yeah, like but- drop the fucking ego and just try and actually become like better, like. Unless you were winning event in event in event in event, even like teams that won, like we won too, like we still suck. Like we still have to get better. Like you know what I'm saying? Like we can still yeah. get better. Like so it's like having that ego about yourself and just complaining about this and that and this and like, oh, I wanna run their annihilator, or I wanna run this. It's like, dude, shut up and just like actually focus on like becoming a better player. I feel like I mean I could be wrong, but I just feel like every time I go on my timeline and I see a tweet. It's just always like, I can't believe these guys are having me play on this host in scrims. This is ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, no one cares. You know what I mean? Saying like, it's just... how did how did we even tangent into this? <laughs> what was the question? MVP of the MVP pro league. Yeah. Also, my formal. These are good topics, though. This is. Good oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Good. So wait, we finished this wait, one. Wait, yo, you agree with that, right? Wait, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Wait, I I'll make said, sure. I tweeted at a. I feel like I tweeted like AC yesterday or the day before during like their little like the the national qualifier. I said a little like it was like that's what potential thing we were saying. But during like their national qualifier thing. And I was like, wait, you're outside of the league, like you're all horrible. 
Like, you just, like, yeah. actually just play the game and get better, and you might be able to do something someday. And, and, and that specific mindset, though, is what, like, a lot of top-tier pro players have. Like, if I'm not winning, I suck. I don't care yeah, if that, I got second, third, the right fourth, mindset. Even if you're winning. Amateurs like, also come yeah. home and they talk about their teammates' one bad map that they had and their one best of three series and drop them, and then it's the same cycle yeah, right. over yeah. and over and, and over again. And that, and that goes as, to if, like... as if you couldn't put Dash in a best of three versus amateurs and he might get shit on <laughs> the hard point. Like it, it he happens. might have a bad map. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and to what you just said, that's That happens every too. event with all these amateur teams, I'm telling you. Bro, when does the line draw? I mean, I can tell you this personally teaming with Preston, Priesta, like, I sucked last year. I had a moment in COD, I think it was the end of the first season before we won the event. I was terrible. I was I, I was in my own head. I couldn't get anything going. Like, every every lobby I would spawn in, I'd just get smoked. And I felt it, and I was like, dude, I feel like I'm just holding everyone back. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing wrong. Preston, like every amateur player, goes into the pro lounge. Oh, Chris just fucking sucks. He's costing me. I can't wait to drop him. Blah, 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 blah. Right? That's what they do. They tweet Whoa. about it. They do what RJ just said. He yeah, but you're said. one of the rare players, though, that can, like, break down his own gameplay and, like, like just get better be, naturally. Like, yeah. It's not just, yeah, the, but if you're getting... it's not just my gun that sucks ass. Like, I'm doing something wrong. I mean, yeah, yeah, but, but if he... you're getting smoked and you have an amateur player on your team like Preston was, then that's just going to oh, happen. Yeah, yeah. No, like, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah. But that's the thing. Preston doesn't go into the pro lounge. No, no, yeah. He doesn't yeah, go yeah, on yeah. Twitter Preston, and do that. Preston he goes yeah, to me thinking. and he says, Chris, what can I do to make you a better player? And that is why pro teams stick together and become better when you have players like that, which are rare, but yeah. when you get them, instead of Preston saying, honestly, my main AR sucks, I need RCDs on my team. Where Get this clown out of my team, let's do it. <laughs> he, sat, he sat down with me, Tommy too and Dylan, they, they, they all had parts of it, but I'm just using him as an example. And watch my gameplay. Then we watched another AR play. I'm not going to say who because I'm not boosting his ego. <laughs> and he said, Sam. see what you're doing? I can you're tell you. You're, you're seeing what he's doing? Just You see like how different that is? Like He's getting these kills because they're easier. And he helped me. And then we won an event, and I played way better. I played really good at champs, too. So it's like, that's another thing, too, is like being a good fucking teammate goes a lot long, a, a long way. Very long way, and people just don't understand that, too. And staying a team for... Longer than one open bracket. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't yeah, that literally, the, that's huge. I mean, that was the stat last year at Champs, right? All top four teams were. No. Was it top. What was the event where it was like. Oh, I think that was IW, actually, where all top you four got, teams. You got fourth at Champs last yeah. year. No, it was it was United, so that can't be. I think it was IW, was. Uh, I think IW right. Champs was all top four teams, and IW Champs were teams from the beginning of the season. Yeah. Oh, and United got fourth, by the way. United, United got for it. That's why it wasn't oh, them because yeah. they had. Yeah. yeah, that's why it wasn't them because they had fellow and he wasn't on the roster the yeah, whole year. Yeah, yeah. But also the EG roster and the TK roster changed a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So it was yeah. IW champs were the the yeah. top four yeah, teams. I'm, like, didn't I'm make a change sure all year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that stuff goes a long way. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. It's just little stuff like that has always made me mad, as you guys can tell. I went on a tangent. Wait, so. that's, that's it's good. good. It's good dialogue. All right, so we've finally finished MVP of the league. Um, <laughs> now we have our individual questions this one's for rj why did you feel it was necessary to pick up easy mac as an analyst and what does he bring yeah. to your coaching brings everything this guy, this guy this guy has uh this guy's got stats for just about anything you can possibly think of so um if i like see something like going wrong with the team i'll pull up the vods and then this guy has the numbers to to back it up so i can point to it every time yeah just just, I don't know. 
just makes you your coaching more efficient. Yeah, yeah, that and then like uh, vetoes, stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. We have some good talks before matches. Yeah. Carter, um, Carter, did you ever think about getting an analyst or do you have one just unknown? Because we don't know about um, it. I have someone that works with me personally, not yeah. to what Austin does. Or what the hell, Austin? Does. You helping yeah. out? Yeah, Austin helped me out on the side. Little you guys know. Um, <laughs> what are you doing? Little, 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 little you guys know. Austin's been helping me out the whole time. He's just on phase. No, but uh, I have someone that's helping me out behind the scenes. Not like what you do, Austin. Like not like crazy, crazy numbers. Just like stuff that I, I need. He could do a lot more, but like just I, I don't want him to overwork himself. You know what I mean? But uh, I think having that analyst to what RJ said helps a lot. And like have like if 100 Thieves had a full-time one, it would help because like Obviously, I do a lot of analytical work on, as well as managing personalities and all that kind of stuff too. Mm-hmm. So it would help, but I mean, it just comes down to when you're talking to a player and you're like, "Bro, you guys suck on that third hill on that map," and then like one of your players is like, "No, we don't." Blah, 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 and then like, you have, like you're in, you're like, "No, like literally the last four times bro, you played this map, you've got ten Tom, points on it. Yeah, Shut up." Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, period. Conversation over. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's that important. The number numbers don't yeah. lie. Oh, yeah. it works. Yeah. And then right behind out. those numbers, but they don't lie. So it's like, if they, if we suck at this hill, why do we suck at it? Are we rotating or are we getting scrap on this hill? Which is, you have said there's so much to it, but yeah. it does, it makes the, that argument with a player sometimes a lot easier than it has to be. Cause sometimes like when you're in the game, you're like, I don't really feel like we suck at that hill. And it's like, well, you got five points on it in the last four days. Maybe you should start yeah. changing that up. I don't think I mean like, so <laughs> it definitely helps. So yeah. it, it depends. Uh, and then we've got Joey who obviously does his own analytical work. But do you right. want to speak on that at all or just? I mean, so that's like probably just being like the personality that I am and like, you know, because I, I would never I would never walk into any team that I'm a part of and automatically think I have this this like extensive knowledge pool greater than all the players. Like, what the fuck am I? Like, so a lot of my work is, is super analytical. Probably I would say 60 to 70 percent of it just because I think numbers are really important. I think manipulating a veto process is important if you know how to do it correctly. I I love just watching COD. So I like doing all that work by myself. I I don't know. I just like having I like having that role and I like just having information on hand at all times. Yeah. Wait, question for you. Um so you so in coaching for you, what do you think like breakdown and percentages wise, obviously an estimate like what you think the most important thing is that like a coach for you or or what you do specifically obviously every coach yeah so i would base it differently for me because now like like austin and other people you say you have someone behind the scenes too it's different because there is an analyst and there is a coach there's it's two different things so for someone like me and like the work that i put in like i'm doing i mean i'm sitting in obviously i'm in the lobby every night sitting in there watching scrims putting in whatever input i feel like i can as that six man like that outside perspective but then past that, I'm also watching, you know, an obscene amount of matches from probably matches that don't actually matter. And I just enjoy looking at them, like dissecting anything that I can from it, mm-hmm. putting those like statistics on paper and having like a reference point at all times. Like that laptop that I carry around with me literally everywhere I go. Yeah, I don't do that yeah. just because it's a laptop. Like I do that because Wait, people ask me that too. <laughs> people yeah, ask me that I, too. Why I, you always got that laptop on you? Like, bro, like I, that I, quite I, literally I, has everything I need in it to make sure that I can do my job the best I can. Percentage wise though, like I said, probably, I mean, I do a lot of just like templating analytical work, like making sure yeah. that making sure that like I, there's no lacking information. 
and sometimes it's a lot and there's a lot that goes into it but if that like little extra stuff can make my team better then obviously i'm gonna do it mm -hmm. you know, but, I, know. I was i was just curious because like obviously definitely each so, coach and each team is different so it's like weird yeah and like so someone like me i would say the coach from my point of view that is a direct opposite of me would be bryce Asano. he's like a complete opposite to me like i i take things i take things very literal i you know, numbers on pay for everything and Bryce is that guy that's just like he is like the most he is like the definition of a like a, a verbal coach like yeah. like pointing out like a strategic coach like pointing out what's going wrong here and there like oh this is going on on the map this is happening wrong yeah and like that's obviously a great thing and like going into next year too that's going to be so important but we have different like very different styles of doing things and I think I think those work well separately I think those work well together at some point like yeah in the future like the way all duty expands, but I think every coach is different. They do different things. I think having an I mean, analyst and a coach on your team, yeah, you know. exactly. And that's why I think like I've always thought judging a coach is like the most asinine thing ever, because I don't know how in the world you could ever say if a coach is good or bad if you are yeah. not working with them directly. Because yeah, you have zero clue what. And that will never make sense to me. Yeah. That's why I've like, like my coach cards. <laughs> so like, I mean, you. I just don't think you could like. So yeah. like on trading shots, trading shots earlier this year was one of the first episodes. The question and it actually got me like visibly angry. Like the question was, are coaches a necessity or just nice to have? Yeah, see, I hated that question. Huh? Oh. Like, have they not what? heard teams like talk like after practice? Like we the scrims were literally live streamed. Did they not listen to how those were before coaches? Yeah. I, I, I mean, not structured. I, I can I can personally tell you from being a player, and then being a coach, and being a player, more importantly, that I think coaches are 100% necessary. And it's, we were the worst hardpoint team in the world last year. We were a team full of talent that couldn't get it right. And we had a vision. Like, I had my system that I wanted to get to play. But when you're a player, it's very hard to teach other players and, like, get everyone on the same page as well as worrying about your own game. It's not easy. It's very hard for anyone to do. Having an outside perspective watching other people play including yourself like it changes it like when we picked up rj at first rj wasn't even our coach he was my personal coach i hired rj as my personal player coach like to watch me only well because i was struggling and i wanted to play the best i could play at champs to win the champs today obviously i wanted to be the best player i could be that's awesome. so i hired him like on my dime to obviously make sure i don't suck because i didn't want to let anyone down he ended up turning into our actual coach which Everyone knows from last year, phase that they watched, we went from the worst hardpoint team to the best. I think we were the best hardpoint team at that event. I, I'm pretty sure statistically we were. If not, we were like yeah. the second best. And 20, like, I mean, seven matches sounds right. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and, and yeah, literally, like, we, we went on a run that was unheard of that had nothing to do with other than having a coach that helped us get on track faster. What we yeah. did with RJ would not have happened in that month and a half span. That would have taken six months because when you – don't know what's happening. Some players don't remember what they do. Some players lie about what they do. And yeah. this is not talking about my face game anymore. This is just in general. Yeah. Like, they lie or they, they don't want to, like, own up to it. Some people just can't admit they're wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, or or someone, have... someone on the team might think that something's, like, happening because of some other reason, but they're, like, completely yeah. wrong. So you can just... And and then the coach is just like, boom. I Tommy, I saw you do this. Chris, you made a bad play. You did this. You're yeah. both wrong. You both should have done this. Boom. End of argument. That, that without a coach... Sometimes literally takes days, 
As terrible <laughs> as it sounds, it does. Oh, it does. Like, and I, and if someone's arguing, then you have the VOD to go back and watch it together so yeah. you can get on the same page. Because clearly yeah. someone's got to be right. That so. lose. Yeah, there's teams yeah. that lose and don't watch VODs together. The coach's yeah. job, if you don't get your ass in the fucking thing and watch, I will just go tell the owner of this and you're getting your ass fined. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to be obnoxious about it, like, he just keeps every Like, they're 100% necessary. That's and a horrible I, I, question, Joey. I actually I, hate that question, too. And that's, I, that's, I, that's coming from player side of me. Right. And that's not coming I from think, Coach Crowder. This is coming think, from Crowder that got shit on earlier this year. Something that's kind of annoying, too, and I'm sure, like, RJ, you would, like, be able to attest this, too, if you ever go back and read anything. I just read, the, like, things now, is if you are a coach, and I think there's, like, two, like, maybe three of us that were not professional players, you actually get the most backlash just because you were never in a position to, like, you know, like, some people just, some people just don't have it. Oh, dude, I, I like, went on the Reddit the one time. Someone made a post about me or Austin. I don't know who it was. And I, and I like, most of it was gas, and, like, the like the few people in there are just talking absolute bullshit. Yeah, like... About about how much better FaZe would be if they had Killa. Wait, wait. Oh, my God. Someone, like, random guy's, like... Killa, like, made that big tweet there. I've seen that goes, several times. The guy's like, the guy's like yeah, yeah, like, Genji's got nubsy. Like, what does that guy know? And I'm just sitting there, like... I mean, sorry, but I feel like we're doing okay. I, I feel like I'm doing my job. I literally went on a whole rant on the subreddit because, like, I hate – like, there's some idiots on there. And I'm like, first off, like, I don't know what other coaches bring to the table. That's literally what I said. I, I can't speak to other teams. But I'm like, you guys have this whole misconception that, like, RJ is just sitting there. It's like, hey, Tommy, that was a nice headshot over there, man. Like, like, <laughs> like when he says something's wrong, the guys aren't like, no, it isn't. Like, guys literally, like, say, like, okay, like, we just need to stop doing that and, like, try to find a fix for it. Like – and like no one's arguing with each other. Like people you can't argue with like, podcaster. Yeah, people no. literally think that that like RJ's sitting there or like you. It's like for some reason like they think you guys don't you can't you don't have thumbs for some reason. So like I'm like they don't they know the game. They are very knowledgeable, knowledgeable about the game. Like they know what's happening. They know what the airs are. The guys. I also literally learned Call of Duty with Chris. Yeah, Wait, that's literally quite literally like, since I was about ten years old. That's the mm. same thing with me as like. The core, like the core group of friends that I came up with, like in Call of Duty in a competitive environment, where Alec, Preston, like Chance, all these guys that understand the game, and I literally just sit there and we play G. We used to play GBs for two years straight, and we would play GBs casually, and I would get roasted for making bad plays. And like that stuff sticks. Like you learn how to play the game eventually. Like you know what's right and wrong. And I'll even say now, I'll even say now, like I speak for myself here. I'm sure my, I'm sure my team would say the same thing about me. I could definitely be more knowledgeable about the game. Like, I, of course. And maybe it's just not, yeah. But, like, I'm saying specifically to me, like, maybe, you know, it's not programmed directly to me to know certain things. But I try to to pick up slack in those areas that I maybe am not knowledgeable. And I I learn from them just as much as, you know, when I say something, I expect them to learn. Like, I probably learn more from them. But Mm -hmm. going to what you just said, though, like, I mean, obviously, I've never worked with you directly as a coach. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've never coached me. Right. But like I, like obviously you just said like you don't you're not like the most knowledgeable in the sense of like obviously you're not some cod guru. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't think really anyone is. But like every, everyone has their philosophies and systems in any sport. Like every coach has their own style of what they want to play. But I'm sure you're not like hey, envoy. 
If if you don't start pinching this right now, you're getting dropped. Like you don't know what you're yeah. doing. I know what I'm doing. All right, <laughs> sit back and fucking watch what I'm telling you. Know, like that's not what you're doing. It's like, literally not like a 1970s yeah. basketball movie where you're just yeah, like, that's like, like I'm saying. snapping clipboards, yeah. throwing my you literally, <laughs> I literally, I, you literally talk about it and then you watch it and then. And then if everyone can like you know be on yeah. the same page, that's yeah. all it is. You don't roast it. Obviously, like, RJ, RJ, like was what he just said. Like we grew up together, obviously COD and everything, and we learned how to play. But like the system that I like to play in Call of Duty, specifically at Hardpoint and Search and stuff, like Slasher, is like literally on the same page in every way. So we get along very well when it comes to thinking like that, and that's why I think it goes so smoothly with my team. Yeah. But like even when that is like I'm not standing there saying like. This is what we have to do, and if we don't do it, I'm telling Nate shot on you. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like that. Like, obviously, I put my philosophy in, and I'm like, that's what I think we should do. What do you guys think? And we have a conversation, and we come to a compromise. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you always want to make sure you're on the same page and everyone agrees. And obviously, there's some stuff that, like, I wouldn't back down about or Austin wouldn't back down because, like, some things are it's right wrong. and wrong. There, <laughs> Some things are right and wrong. And, like, that's when you have your, like, arguments about it. But for the most part, like, yeah, like, you're not, like – just doing anything and there's also times where like to defend tp like i know he's gotten a lot of shit this year as a coach yeah. when someone doesn't pull out flak jacket on his team <laughs> tp does not sit there even when i do it my team has done it too you're not sitting there saying yo dj dj yo pull out flak you're not doing it because it's not possible <laughs> because you're not in match and like so it's like yeah it's that's something where you can go up on stage and be like yo when he hits that score make sure you guys pull out flak good luck and you get off the stage and then they don't pull out flack and you're getting tweets like, what the hell are you doing? You suck at the coach. Like, it's like, yeah. bro, like, no, like there's, it, it, it goes both ways. Like it's a, it's a team effort. Just like, yeah. you no know, MVP in the team, like same thing with the coach. Like I think I helped my team a lot, but like at the same time, yeah. they, they do, you know what I'm saying? Like they helped themselves. Like from, exactly from my opinion, from what I saw like, from you, when, um, when you guys, before they picked you up on the team, the team, their um, discussions were just straight. They were toxic. You know they weren't really getting their points yeah, out there, terrible. and it was we what you brought. To, dude, I used to sit laugh. with my team. I used to sit with my phase team and watch the stream and laugh at yeah. that. Yeah, and what you brought to the uh, <laughs> to the table, <laughs> you brought like uh, some coherence and some like understanding and like proper uh, discussion rather than argument. And that's I think one of the main changes that you brought to that team and why they're so successful now. He's definitely, yeah, he's the, definitely uh, the best thing for Austin. Yeah, to work perfectly together because yeah, a lot of teammates in the past have been mad about Austin getting you know yelling at him, but now Chris can just. Tell them to shut See, up. And even, like, yeah. and even if like like if Austin has to obviously like you, there's moments like I've had them too where like you kind of get overheated and instead of continuously arguing you're just gonna start spitting out bullshit you just kind of walk away and take a deep breath you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like when Austin does that too like I can easily step in and everything that like I'm talking about too is like Austin agrees you know what I'm saying like that's why it's nice that me and Austin kind of get on that same page because like if Austin's yeah. not like leading it like I can eat like I lead it most of the time like mm -hmm. when we lose I'm the one that has to be like all right guys to the apartment. To the vods. Yeah, exactly. Go over this again. Yep. We've done this. We 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 broke our system. We didn't do the system that we've obviously formed. Let's find out who did it wrong, why he did it wrong, and don't do it again. And then yeah. we do. You know what I'm saying? Then we over and over. And you bring over. structure essentially. So to I the mean, coaching, like, I've, yeah. I mean, I've tried to do that, but yeah. So, but every coach has their thing. Like Joe, he was talking about analytics. Mine's obviously more like analytics too. Like I do a lot of that. I have my spreadsheets and stuff. But like, yeah. also have to make sure like. There's obviously managing personalities, helping yeah. players out. Like I've worked one-on-one -on -one with a few of the players to make sure, like obviously the way they're challenging gunfights is right to help them obviously improve their KDs a little bit. Like stuff like that. There's so much more you can get into. Like RJ, last year, I can speak for him. 
he was personally coaching me into becoming a better player and getting easier kills. And then he ended up coaching our team into becoming a better hardpoint team. Like yeah. it just, and that wasn't just like only RJ, he was working with us. Like he was saying like, I think you guys got to start pinching this and this and that more. And I was like, yeah, like you're right. And then we had to start doing it. And then when someone didn't do it in scrims, he would be like immediately, boom, you did that. Don't fuck up again, period. And then it would, it would, it would change. That's There's why I always give RJ gas with the phase team. I think if RJ wasn't on phase, I think they would be significantly worse. No, not like making their players bad. I just think that he helps out a lot. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. just like a lot of hidden errors with teams that they wouldn't be able to see if they didn't have that extra set of eyes just yeah, and that's watching that. Yeah. And they're, they're, like, there's like errors that, that wouldn't be fixed as quickly if it wasn't for the coaches like stepping in. Yeah, so efficiency. Uh, uh, yeah. Players just yeah. spitting, spitting bullshit about why exactly. you lost the hill, why, you, why this happened. Yeah. Yeah. I think something that, I mean, I think something important that was said too is like managing personalities. Something that I am really lucky with. Well, there's two things I'm lucky with. One is that my team has just really like just good personality. These guys are clowns. Yeah. And second is, and this is by no means like I didn't do this and like, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not that guy for this. My personality is like, I'm a clown. Like I'm really, I, I try to bring like, I just bring those vibes naturally. So like when I, if we, if we get smoked on a map. <laughs> If we get like 250 to 120 on a map, if I'm walking on that stage, I could give no facial expression. These guys will already start laughing. <laughs> like, I, I just, I, I could just look in the eyes and they're like, okay, like, come on. We, we know we're terrible now. And so, like, just being able to, just being able to, like, walk up there and have fun constantly and, like, you know, go through VOD and stuff and just, you know, always bring a positive energy to where people aren't going to just argue all the time. I'm just lucky to have, I guess, that. And, like, yeah. and especially a team that can, like, is measurable with that, too. Like, can, actually manage that because yeah. i've definitely I've definitely had players before that i've worked with where i felt like i could kind of just like it's not it's just not going to be a like i could bring the good vibes bring positive energy it's not gonna i'm not gonna get that back yeah yeah but, but yeah i think coaches are important i i will always believe that obviously just because my job it's two other people in here you know analyst here coach like we're all gonna think that the job is important obviously but well, I'm like, talking from the player side of me. Yeah, I yeah, it, and that's myself, like self, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, talking, well, I, I'm more using my reference of having RJ as my yeah. coach. Yeah. Like that's like that's what I'm using. I'm trying to be yeah, unbiased yeah. as possible here. Like he literally changed my team around last year. He's the only reason why we got top eight at champs. And like year. I try to use by I try to use like, <laughs> no bias too by looking at other coaches. Like I look at I look at other coaches on teams, and I've I've kind of behind I, behind closed doors. I've definitely said things about other coaches this year that I like disagreed with obviously i'm not going to complain because i i see their system and i, I see it not working and I, obviously i think that's you know good for me but i think i think there's de- i genuinely want people in this field like the 16 of us that there are 15 i don't even know how many there are to be like i want all these people to be good at their jobs so there's a good like reputable name on coaches yeah, yeah. So, well one guy ruins it for all right you exactly. know one guy's doing absolutely nothing and stuff and that just becomes a stigma too like there just, are a lot of guys. Yeah. I mean, like someone that gives a kind of a shout out to is like I feel like Atura or Ricky. I feel like he puts in a lot of work. That, Ricky like, is great at his job. Ricky is incredible at his job. Yeah. I will gas Ricky up. I right now his team sucks, but he's not a bad coach. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I, I, I know for a fact. But then everyone will look at that and think he's Ricky. bad, which just sucks. Oh, that's just well, not know, the but, case. But but yeah. like that's why that's why I brought him up. Like right, yeah. now, I'm saying his team sucks now. By the way, like the like, right oh, now yeah, they're doing bad. But like. He's yeah, he was coach. number five for win percentage. He was number five. That guy, for a long time. That, that, guy, that guy has been a part of teams where probably the community has thought, oh, this team's going to be ass for this whole year. 100%. They've all been good. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah so definitely. I think Ricky's really good at his job. I yeah, talked to Ricky often. Yeah, I, I so they're, they're, the, people put a lot more work than people think. In, I think in we're actually coaching. really similar. Like the way that we work and like the certain like systems that you use, like that, the way that you say yeah. systems, stuff like that. And just the way we go about things like personality wise too, I think Ricky and I are, are really similar in that. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's, and I, I think that's why maybe his team with Envoy was really good. And like our team with Envoy is good. It's like Dylan's also one of those players that I talk about where your personality will mesh well with that player. Because Dylan's also like behind closed doors, he's he's a clown. But the guy's literally just an idiot. So he's like, <laughs> it's just kind of a makes it. it easy it's definitely personality-wise, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so that oh. there we go. That's why you have uh, Easy Mac as an analyst, and then that was that one question. <laughs> I, was, you know, I, was, I, was, I was thinking that the whole time. Like, so, 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 yeah. in, the back, in the back of my mind, I was thinking the same thing too. Dude. But like, it was a good conversation. Wait, yeah. I could literally that's talk what, about. Dude, that's I what happens with these podcasts, though. Is that, Bro, yeah, I could happen. Yeah. I could talk about COD and like COD theory and everything behind the whole like. I could talk about this for probably sixteen hours straight. Yeah, this is good. Just enjoyable. Right. Well, how long have we been going? Does anyone? Two know? hours. I got like another three yeah. in me. Yeah, right. Like we can easily start splitting this up. It's the same thing when I record my Crowder hours, like the hour and 30 mark comes in and I like being like the host, like I'm sometimes I'm like, guys, like if you want to leave, yeah. you can, because I feel terrible. You know I don't want to hold you here. And everyone's yeah. like, ah, oh, we're good. And I'm like, all right. You know what I'm right, saying? Sweet. Sweet. I got three more hours in me. It's like, I'm yeah. <laughs> All right. Those questions for you Crowder, but it's going to obviously turn into a question for everyone. So I'll just ask mm -hmm. it to everyone. What is the team you feel you don't match up well with? And uh, it may cause issues for your team, but don't go into details, obviously, because that just gives people advantages. But yeah. yeah. Uh, so this might be a weird take, uh, but I I see. It. I'm not saying no one, in the sense of like I know where my team stands right now, as our success. I'm not saying this in an egotistical way because I actually genuinely don't mean this. I said this before we won, and I will say this after if we win again. Like I just I don't think there's anyone. I think. Our biggest enemy is ourselves, and I think that goes for most teams. I'm, I mean, I know RJ is going to say that because his team is the definition of that. And like, I thought playing with them, they're amazing players. And like, mm. a lot of the times when you lose in Call of Duty, it's because you did something stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, very rarely is it the other team like just absolutely outclassing you. Yeah, obviously there are, but like, they make good plays. You make bad plays. It makes their plays look a lot better because you're making. But like, there are yeah. obviously like times with that but for the most part i just feel like any call of duty team i'm not even not even me like not even 100 thieves like if you play the game fundamentally correct and you stick to your system most likely like you don't make mistakes it's going to go your way that's why like practice and stuff is so good so like i don't think it's like more matchups as more of it's like taking all that hard work you do behind the scenes for hours on hours on hours like on online practice and showing up and actually doing it you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's very hard to say, like, a team matches up weird because for the most part, like, it's just, it really just comes down to you doing your things. Like, even, like, Joey, like, we played you in the finals. Like, yeah, we might have had, a like, a map count. Like, we were really good at Hasi. Obviously, that's not, a, that's not, like, a secret. A secret, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not a secret. So, it's like, I can say that. We were really good at Hasi end of that event. Like, but I guarantee you, if you watch those back, you guys probably made mistakes that you were like, bro, like we don't do this. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you guys <laughs> yeah. could have beaten us on a hot Trust me, we have you watched them become back. your own worst enemy. You know so it's like, same thing with us when we lose. So it's like very weird to say, I, I don't really believe in matchups, I guess. Right. It's that like mental yeah. chess. Whoever makes yeah, the fear it's like, not theirs. 
Yeah, it's I, and then whoever capitalizes on them. So it's like it I really think, comes down to like playing against yourself, in my yeah. opinion. I don't know. Oh, I think game. One, but... I agree completely. Gameplay wise, I don't think there's like if your team's strong, then gameplay wise, I don't think there's going to be a difference in matchups too much. I think where the differences come in, and I won't go too deep into this with my team because obviously that would be stupid. Yeah. But like for example, in the hundred T series, and a couple, there's a couple other teams in the league that we have an issue with is is like map pools. Like yeah. you, you can have yeah. bad matchups with based on your map pool. Like mm -hmm. to That's be true. fair, that I think true. I think United has a bad matchup against us because of our comparison in map pools. I think yeah. we struggled against 100T at that event specifically, quite clearly because of a map pool. Because you know we kept running Hossie back. That wasn't like a. That wasn't like a. Yeah, I think we could take him on this one. Like no, it, yeah. it's just the way it works. But something that is good with having. Um, a difference in map pools and having that be something where a team counters you is your map pool can literally change in a day. You can get on one day and do something brand new on a map and you know like implement that into your strategy on that map for the rest of the time and that one day that you did it can make you infinitely better at that map. The epiphany, yeah. Yeah, the epiphany I, moment. Like there's really an epiphany yeah, on a map I, I, and yeah. sometimes it just takes a while to hit that and that's why I think some teams and there are some teams this year that I think have chalked maps like if, if, there's teams that have auto vetoes, and I think, oh, I hate auto vetoes. If you're bad at a map and you auto veto it for six months straight, you've probably just chalked that map, and you probably won't ever be good at it because you don't want yourself to be good at that map, and you won't put in the time to be better. And sure. See, and that's like the thing. So it's like I definitely agree with the map pool thing, and I definitely see where you're coming from with that. And like to like what I kind of said, it's more or less like I just feel like with map pools and stuff, it's like I just feel like when you practice and stuff like that's the whole point of obviously practicing exactly. like really wide in your pro like like your like your map pool like obviously some teams have better ars than their subs so they're probably better at hossie and arsenal you know what i'm saying but like yeah and like same thing with like frequency and seaside but for the most part like i truly 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 believe that like if you just play the correct system of call of duty with the team no matter what's on your team you know what i'm saying like like better ars or better sogs like you can beat anyone on that map so it's like more or less like playing against yourself but at the end of the day you're never perfect no one's just going to be 10 and 0 on every hard point because then they'd be perfect right. so it's like you will have map pools here and there and i do see what you're saying but like i just i'm a true believer in like perfection to like as or as close as you can get to perfection where like you should just be good at every map if you put in the time really like really really put in the time like even tk last year never playing like doc ctf if they play a team that's nasty at flag tower ctf they're screwed. That's when the matchups map. happen, in my opinion. Yeah. But if you're if you're a genuine team, I feel like that's different. Wait, RJ, were you about to say they didn't scrim yeah, it? Yeah. They didn't scrim it. Yeah, they I know. Didn't <laughs> they didn't even scrim the map. That's just oh, yeah. and see, and they and they were good. Obviously, they were still a great team, and it, it worked out. But they could have been better. The way I always view things is like you could probably. Yeah, they were card point too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Valcar yeah. point. You never played a minute, so it's like when you played them. It's like if you were a really good art, like Artemis Forest team, Which you have the one up on TK. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You have the one up on TK right there. So it's like just little things. Like obviously they're still a great team and they're still doing good. It's just I feel like if you were a genuinely well-rounded team and like you really put in the work and like analyze your maps and be like, yo, we actually suck at this map. Let's get better at it. Like I think it's not about the matchups of others. It's about the matchups with yourself. Mm -hmm. Yep. Some teams just didn't know how to veto last year. I mean, you guys, you guys won season one playoffs, and we got to play docs, docs, docs over and over again in two straight series. Oh, I, was I, lovely. That was. I love that. I, I mean, <laughs> I worked with I worked with Elevate last year for champs, and Optic was one map needed to just not lose one more map, or needed to win one more map to 
you know, make it to that yeah. like bracket play. Yeah. And because they didn't put in research, and I will 100% blame them for this consistently too, because I worked with Elevate last year, and when the second our pool was announced, I put in an obscene amount of work just learning what these most random teams were good at. I had probably 10 pages of information on supremacy, like a map that you can, yeah. out, like a, a team rather that you can just out talent. I was still putting in that work to like figure out what these guys were good and bad at. And then we play Optic in that pool and they play us on USS Texas S&D when we have Major Maniac, who at the time, if they did even a slight amount of research, would have known that he is one of the best snipers in that game. Yeah, we, we, we vetoed that against you guys last year. I remember that. Right. Even a little bit of research. And they got just body bagged on the map <laughs> by, by Mike, just sniping them. Yeah. And they didn't make it to bracket play. And I'm not going to blame them for that. You know, that one, that's obviously corner case scenario, but they didn't have to play that map. And it was super yeah. unfortunate that they did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. So moving on, we now have this was the last. Oh no, this is the second to last question. This was mainly for you, Joey. And it's uh, can you explain the roster situation with Naga in space from your perspective? I can explain as much as I've already explained on yeah. my stream. Yeah, go for so, it. So and, and I can also so what I kept saying on my stream a couple days ago was I am willing to say as much as I can without being problematic in my own definition or criteria of That's the word completely fine so i i want to first say that and this is the first time we we benched space he is a great player great teammate great friend there's just a system in place with our team that i expect no one to understand i expect no fan no viewer no analyst caster to understand there's a system with our team that you genuinely just have to sit back and trust and we showed that when we brought on Dylan. We showed that we were, you know, consistently one of the just like one of the best teams in the world. We get second place with with Naga, and people are very confused when we, you know, bench him and we bring space in for for cross division. Mm. I understand completely why that's a confusing thing, but at the end of the day, it was a realization that the system we had in place, the teamwork, chemistry, overall understanding of the game is just better with Naga. And that is in no way Space's fault. That was something I tried to stress to him a lot. That's something I've tried to stress on stream, on Twitter, everything. It is in no way Space's fault that he is not caught up with how we play as a team. He hasn't been playing for four months. That's not his fault. Um, but when we sort of just looked at the bigger picture, you know, two biggest events, we need to be in the best, you know, what we consider the best shape and like the best position is just Naga is the player that we've shown success with. And I think people just have to trust us on that. We know can what we're ask, doing. Can I ask you one question about that? Yeah. Um, I didn't see this anywhere, but with the SOG update coming into play, were you guys making that play to put Spacely back in the lineup with... Uh, I, I saw that... I, I didn't see this, but... Uh, with putting uh, Envoy in more of a Maddox role and then having Spacely sub back into the SOG role, and then when that SOG buff hit, did that change anything? Or was it just mm. straight up? Well, just system wasn't wasn't as oiled as it used to be. So you're talking about system with space? Yeah. So like, were you guys? So basically, like, question one was like, was it like, did you were you guys like thinking like, let's put Envoy on the Maddox, let's have our two Sogs be space and 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 Havoc? No, space was our Maddox. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Space was our space was our Maddox. We played. I mean, we only played. Uh, we only played two maps, two different maps at, at cross division. Nice. So it, you yeah. didn't really get a good a good way to like show that. Mm -hmm. I can see why. Actually, I see why people didn't know that. Actually, now, um, 
Yeah, space was actually if you like if anyone scrimmed us or anything, they would have saw he was he was actually our Maddox. We we just like copy and pasted him into Jared's role. Um, the SOG thing that was never really. I mean, it definitely was in the back of our minds. Like, oh, we have space and now like you can run three a, SOGs. Yeah, yeah, easily. like we can definitely do some some different SOG stuff now with him. That's a little bit more. Yeah, like frequency uh, would be great. Yeah, exactly. So that was that's definitely a thing. But yeah, exactly what you said. It's just. We just, there are methods behind our madness, just how there has been the entire year. Things yeah. that we definitely don't want to and really can't talk about. And people just have to sit back and trust. And I will always take the hate and negative comments because we probably look like idiots. We look like psychopaths, cynical <laughs> monsters. If I'm honest, I'll take that because... Yeah, I, I look at your team as like the surprise of the year. The fact that each player last year wasn't really in a position to be at the top of the pro league, and then this year you've shown just like this massive growth to be near the top every single event. And it just feels like you've implemented these like systems that aren't similar to any other team that has led to this like success out of nowhere. And it's actually quite, you know, impressive. So we just yeah, I, think, I won't we question think about it. every decision. We, yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, we just think about every. We're not just waking up some days and saying. Okay, uh, bench Naga, just <laughs> space, bring him back in. Like, this is the move. Yeah. Like, no, it, they're, they're well thought out. We go over many things. Decisions are not just made in, in rash scenarios. They're, it's well thought out. And, you know, we, we understand that if we have a bad placement or a bad series, that we're immediately going to get those, that backlash. Like, oh, shouldn't have dropped, shouldn't have benched this guy. And that's completely fine. We know what we're doing. And if it, works it's great if it doesn't work it's our fault not because of a roster change right so i guess this kind of leads into like uh, another question i had for you guys that leads kind of towards franchising um with the rumored seven to eight man rosters are you guys like how do you guys see that working like do you because i saw aches tweet out like this is why you don't have subs but, exactly why you have subs that I, yeah. I read i read that tweet it was ridiculous it was the most absurd uh, thing i've well, ever read a, co a comment like that is just protecting protecting themselves that's like not having yeah, no, I understand that. locked into a roster which means your spot's safe which means you can be complacent that's all yeah. that's all that means yeah if you have someone like in any other sport in the world riding the bench waiting to take your position you're going to be working your ass off and if you yeah. don't you get your ass on the bench and you don't play that's just that's okay. that's the world i to defend mike in the sense, like, I, it sucks the way it happened. I tweeted about this, obviously. That it just sucks that like the rosters are locked and he couldn't find a pro league team. Like, I like, he might have had another offer here and there. I don't know. Then I, I don't know anything. I, I'd rather I haven't talked to Mike that much. But that's the only thing that I was like sad about. Like, I I know it's a business at the end of the day. You guys obviously have your own decisions and stuff like that. So it's like having subs with the eight man roster. Like, I don't know. I mean, how more many players? Yeah, there's more. Uh, there's more like opportunities. It. I mean, look at League of Legends. Like. I, I don't follow League too much, but I know my 100 Thieves team was kind of stinky at League for a little bit. They were having their struggles. They threw on amateurs from their, uh, I think they're called academy teams. They were doing all this kind of switching, flopping, this and that, and they started winning matches again. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's the whole point of having subs is <clears throat> to do that. And, like, if you think otherwise, for the most part, it's probably because you just want to protect yourself because when rosters lock, you're free. You're getting paid for those three months the rosters are locked and you're going to those tournaments no matter how bad or good you play. Yeah. So, like, 
but if you have someone riding that bench waiting to steal your damn spot, if you don't perform, like you're gonna you're gonna work harder naturally. And if you don't, you don't deserve the. No, it always should be. I'm not. Like, I'm not. I'm not coming at certain people like when I say this. Trust me. But like just seeing people say, "Oh, it's champs time. I'm grinding." Like every year, blows yeah. my mind. Yeah. Blows yeah. my damn mind. So well, you I just, just you just you just like didn't care about the first four events of the year. Like or? Jones' tweet. Well, Did you see that? Yeah. He's like, "I'm coming oh, yeah, hot or whatever." Was, it's like, yeah, that, but that like. Something. Eh. I mean. I, I that, think that that mindset should be year-round. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if I it's think... not, then why are you playing for the first four months just wasting your teammates' time? Like you guys, yeah. you guys know like the, the tweets that we're gonna see in about a couple weeks when this is my year. That should be like your mindset all year yeah, long. Sure. Yeah. Play one pub. Well, I think that's the thing. Straight. If you have God or X sitting on your bench waiting to take your spot, you're gonna be couldn't going believe hard. it. Yeah, couldn't believe it. But like, if you have these players. That come up next year, like for example, Shotzi. He's 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 it's it's getting close to his time. I don't know when or whatever, but it was I like this it, week I, I or something, it's, isn't it? It's, 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 yeah, it, it is it. his time. Yeah, I, so that's I what I'm saying. But so, so say he doesn't get picked up on a team, which probably won't happen. He's probably getting a team because he's really good. Yeah. Say he doesn't. Say well, say, say someone like just got you know dropped. What, yeah. <laughs> Wait. From what? He was on from, that uh, team. Pharaoh, Pharaoh left. Yeah. Wait, Shotzi. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. So, so he didn't get dropped. So Spartan got dropped, and Shotzi took is taking the year off, I believe, because he says uh, he doesn't feel comfortable in the role or in, in this game. So he instead not, of forcing himself, himself yeah. yeah, instead yeah, of forcing yeah, yeah. himself into into that team and yeah. into this into uh, yeah. this stage, he's I'm pretty sure he's going to take it off and then just and come fully back go back. at yeah next. Yeah. Season. He's also taking a which, risk, which too, is because which if is he smart because if you were to go to chance right now. People are going to say dumb shit. That, that's how oh, it works. Exactly. Torches yeah. a stock. Yeah, exactly. If, if, that's if, actually if a good point. If he goes to champs this year and doesn't do well and his team doesn't get top eight, everyone's going to say Shotzi is overrated. It was For like no Daishi and IW. That works. Yeah. So, yeah. like, well. Honestly, yeah, honestly, it's like Preston. Fair, there, was a, there was a lot of pros in IW who were saying dumb stuff about yeah, Preston. When we picked, and then we picked yeah. up Preston, and now Preston's one of the best players yeah. in the world. So yeah. like, and he always has been. It's just people finally started realizing it. I saw that in IW, yeah. Wait, Preston yeah, was it's... nasty on Gosu Crew Blue. Yeah, that's when I that's when yeah. I first watched him play. I was like, this kid is disgusting. Because I was friends with Chance yeah. at the time, so I was like, watching him play in open, and I would watch these guys and like, it, Preston's yeah. nasty. <laughs> like, yeah, and that's the that's thing is like, it just, it just, yeah, no, there's just so much more to that. I don't know. People, people, feel... people, well, pros want some of these players just to you know go in and one v four, one v five teams as if it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But if Shotzi, for example, gets picked up on Splice, I think he's a part of that organization. And yep. even though, say, they have a really good team right now, they have Kyler, they have Donnie, say they somehow get Kyler full-time. If Shotzi's sitting on the bench and one of those guys start doing bad, it's either they're going to work harder to stay on that thing or Shotzi's going to get his chance, you know what I'm saying? So it's yep, like, if you have players <laughs> like that waiting to take your spot, it's either you're going to work hard, get better, and prevail, or you're gonna crumble and you're gonna to have to find another job. And like that's just that's how sports is. It's just competitive. Like you know, esports or sports, like in general. So it's <clears> that, nothing's that's guaranteed. how why there should be subs in my opinion. I think yeah, that it shouldn't be guaranteed either. You don't deserve to be guaranteed. No. Yeah. And the issue at its core this year was subs were taken not serious at all. I mean, yeah, I don't know I don't even know who I don't even know who phase and hundred T subs are is probably you guys as coaches. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, that's, ridiculous. that's ridiculous. But, but okay, the reason Tom why Gravity is a good one. But, yeah, Tom Gravity is a good one. Yeah, that's a good sub to have. But like all these other teams that have their coaches as their as their subs, you know, it's it's end of the season, so now it's all retrospective, whatever. Why Wait, not? That's why I'm playing tens. That's literally why. I'm playing yeah. Tens. yeah. He, why, he, uh, why he not? You want a scrim map with us? Well, my my Wait, thing. Yeah, I mean, Devils. I, I Devils has been the sub on Envy the whole year, which doesn't. 
Well, I mean, no, they, it doesn't make any... Troy, they, Troy, they made think, so many roster changes, and they're just... You I think Troy, Troy's been the sub on E6 for... Yeah, that know, blows my mind. Or like, like T-Bon sub. It's just ridiculous. It doesn't make... No. It's putting a bad name on substitutes for this year, so now we look like idiots for doing something like that. Mm -hmm. Just because we're the first team to take advantage of something like this, yeah, where we're, you know... Yeah, using a subsystem the way it's meant to be, we look like bad people, we look stupid, we look cynical. When in all actuality, next year, your favorite professional players, guess what? They're getting swapped in and out when they're having bad series. That's just how it works. Yeah. So that's a, that actually goes into like a deeper part of this this uh, question. Like, would you guys want to see like mid series changes, or do you just want to do series by series? Yeah. It would be I, I, it would be absolutely insane to just see five sort of stars just come rolling in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just walk on. The reason why the reason why I think that's dumb is because then it becomes you're able to mask your shittiness by yeah. having like that roster. Like I, I guess that adds depth, and then in, in other sports that actually does come into play, like depth yeah. of your I roster. Know, I don't even know saying, how you but... would practice like that in, in like yeah, Call of Duty. Yeah, you literally yeah, exactly. nature... you would just be like, hoping for the best, hoping yeah. to get the, yeah, the nature of Call of Duty is like. You have to become good at three game modes, and that's the crazy thing about Call of Duty. You're not just like Counter Strike is just one. It's very, very in depth, but it's just yeah. one mode. Like you got to master three modes every well, the, year. The reason over, why I bring that up is because Overwatch does that, and they have three modes as well, and they switch uh, out. They switch out per like per map. I don't watch Overwatch, but I, I feel like I always hear. I always I feel like I hear about my uh, organizations of Soul Dynasty. I feel like yeah. I always hear people talking about how we like show up all the time with a different like roster and we just like swap subs in and out i don't know if that's actually the case but i feel like i hear that that's terrible for your organization as a whole in general because you don't have like franchise players players that like you recognize yeah. always yeah. on the roster It'll if you change them out you're not going to yeah. care who they are you're just going to care about the org yeah. it's like right and then that's and that's the thing it's like i might be stuck in my ways when i say this because i've been playing cod for years but i just like the art of perfecting three game modes and actually becoming a good team and like doing that stuff is like so much more to me where i just don't think like for search you can just bring in three new guys yeah. let them carry you and then sub back out like i, I don't know yeah. like you look at optic lame. um black ops three champs they won every single hard point but they were a terrible yeah, team that event. like yeah yeah and that's what i'm saying is like if they had someone to mask their problems like they're not a good team yeah you know what i'm saying like but the, the counter argument is like if they have a really deep roster where they have a bunch of good people like i guess they are a good team because it's a collective effort but like i don't know i I personally don't like that. I think that's yeah. kind of lame. Yeah. I think I think being a good COD player is being well-rounded. You know, mm -hmm. like I seriously, yep. I think that's a big thing. And I think if if you were to have someone to be able to mask your shittiness in the game mode, I think it would just be like, oh well, like <laughs> certain people that like, for example, enable when he was struggling in SD, like like last year. Imagine TK had enable for 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 hardpoint, and then they had me me last year in SD. You know what I'm saying like a player like that, like I, like, yeah. dude, like they would like they would just be dumb, like. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm an S and D guru, but I was definitely better than Ian at S and D last year. So it's like, it goes back and forth to like that would be stupid. I wouldn't even want to do that. That'd be dumb. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I I definitely, I like the eight person roster. I think it'll it'll motivate people to actually work <laughs> work and actually try and become better and all that. But I definitely think it should be, like, like the way it is now like if you make a change it's a change for like a week you know what i'm saying like it's, it, yeah. you have to actually yeah. think about the change you can't just be like all right we're for this match we're doing this hopefully <laughs> it works if it doesn't go back I, I i think there should be some commitment to the to the decision you know yep. yeah i agree I, I like the commitment to it so so then building off of this because you bring up the three game modes how or which game mode would you guys like to see for just thinking 
competitively, which would you like to see for the third game mode next year? Control. You think control? A, a think good captain Bring back play. war. I think control like, is the most competitive third game mode we've seen. Really? The most consistent. Uh, uh, I agree to disagree. I agree with you. And I disagree I don't want to say competitive. You. I want to say consistent. I just think up, well, first of all, Hey, I can blind counter some, some offense control. rounds and stuff like that. It's like in my opinion. Yeah, but so, I'm not even I'm not even including uplink because I don't think up I mean uplink can't have that. But I, I would say I for the record though, I would say uplink. <coughs> if, well, if it well, were whatever uplink. whatever the mode was last year should have been in over CTF. Gridiron? Yeah, I agree with that too. <laughs> but that's a, wait, that's a whole other I'm not Seven going down that's there. Different. <laughs> but I but I actually I actually did think that was better than CTF last year too. But if CTF is done correctly, it is extremely extremely competitive game mode. When you reward teams for playing aggressive and actually being good and like spawn trapping and spawning people out and capping the flag and like making it advantageous for that, it is competitive. The problem with capture the flag is lately, I guess like they 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 like uh, catering to the public people of like playing like capture the flag in a public playlist. They put the spawn points on the flag. You spawn mm -hmm. behind the flag. Like, if this is the point, you think I'm people spawning might camp right here. Though, Chris, if you yeah. spawn out? What? You think people might camp more if you're spawning further out? No, because if you die... So, last year, let's take Ardenus Forest. Last year, EG, they There's a listen-in. There's a specific listen-in where they were playing slow against us, and we were down 0-1, and I said this... Like, I was like, this gameplay is not going to fucking work. Keep being aggressive. We kill them once, it's over. What do you know? We killed them once, we spawned them out, and we ran two flags, and we won the game. Because yeah, the way the team played for us, they just sat there. So what they used to do, though, is they would sit in their base and camp and not move. And if we didn't get, like, two kills simultaneously, which it was really hard because they were obviously posted up, they would just spawn right back on the point. If I were to get an opening pick and he was spawning out, my team now has numbers. So we go and play the trades in a world that one-on-ones happen, we, I die, he trades. I die, he trades. We're left with one guy alive, and they have zero. We run the flag, and they're spawning out. They now have to overextend where my team now wraps back and plays defense, and we just got, like, we got basically gifted for being aggressive and actually putting pressure on their flag, and they mm -hmm. got, like, kind of, like, uh, I guess penalized for being bitches in their spawn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, playing like bitches. And, like, yeah, that's where it comes to... Like they wouldn't play like that because they would have to be aggressive because they, if they know they die, if they die pushed up halfway at the map and they spawn out, they have time to wrap back to their base. If they die in their base and they're playing like campers, they're going to they're gonna die, spawn out, and they're going to have no, no time. You see what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. you, can do ca you can do capture the flag correctly. It just has not been done in years. And I yeah. really, really, really hope that we yeah. see that back within the next five years yeah. of COD. Please, just one year. Yeah. That's all I want. How do you think it would work in 5v5, though? What? How do you think it would work in 5v5? And with the maps that, like in Black Ops 4, the weird size. I think it would actually be relatively... I think it would be the same concept. I think it would be the same concept. I think the maps would just have to be obviously big enough and correctly laid and stuff. That's what I agree. I was actually a huge fan of the hard point search. Just like... Yeah, I like that, too. But if we're doing a third, like, I just think, like, if you make it more advantageous not to camp in your spawn and to be aggressive... But at the same time, you can play slower if you're pushed up and dying. You can wrap back. Like, it, it, there's so much more thinking to it when you do yeah. it that way. I just don't like when you when you die and you spawn on your point, looking at your flag. So like when they're pulling it, how many times I spawned in Ardenus Forest last year? As I'm spawning, they pull the flag <laughs> and I just kill them. 
you know what I'm saying? It's like, CTF. what? Like, yeah. I should be spawning out cabin, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Black Tower CTF was a joke. You'd have to get yeah. four dead at the perfect time. That's why Black Tower was such a good, uh, such a bad map, but it would have been so good if you only spawn bottom gun or if you only spawn gen. So then a team would push, get one side, spawn you out, pull, then this team has a decision. Are we wrapping back? Do we have time? Or are we going to overextend as a team? You know what I mean? Like, there's so much more. You would have split seconds to do that. Yeah, split seconds. Your leader says, we're wrapping back. Go. Your leader says, we're overextending. Go. Like, that's yeah. the beauty yeah. of that. That's gotten taken out by the flag tower spawning on the flag. Like, I got defense. <laughs> <laughs> like, if they changed that, I think it'd be way better. Uh, that's true. I agree with that. I just want them to bring CTF back. But as of now, honestly, yeah. I, I don't hate control. Yeah, I don't like control. I just the one thing so, I don't like about control is that it really favors kills, and the one thing CTF does yeah. is that it like gives shine to players who focus on OBJ, and like actually and, shine in I that mean, role. Yeah. And I it, just it, don't. It focuses important kills. Capture the yeah. flag. Yeah. It focuses yeah. important kills. Yeah, it's exactly. Like you can, like I said, get those two kills in their base, and those are more important than the useless twenty-five you got in the middle of the map. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I think control control has definitely developed over this season, though, to to getting to more important kills. Like, no, no, it has. Yeah, it yeah. Has. At the beginning, though, it was. Yeah, at the beginning, it was this team death match. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's definitely developed into more of a strategic game. And I think we had. I think if right we. Way. So it, like say next year if we don't have like a good CTF and we have like if there is a control or, or something similar, uh, having an extra year to like learn more about that game mode would be really important. I think that would be I think it would just yeah. make the game mode better. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. And I, I do like, like the lives like it does end up in like a sick two v two or like sick comebacks. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, like the the three v eights or something crazy. Yeah, like that. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Alright, I, 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 that's what I'm saying. I I thought in the beginning of the year control would have been a shit show. I actually like it. I enjoy, it. Yeah. I enjoy watching it. I enjoyed playing it. I enjoy playing it even when I play tens and stuff. Still, like I. The only thing I, I, I hate about this game it. is the trophy stuns and nades loading up. What do you despise it? I think it makes yeah, so dumb like half the time. It, well, it makes it inconsistent. That's uh, there was like a leaked um, data, I guess you could say, leaked info that that's gonna be back at some capacity for next season too. Loading mm -hmm. up stuns, nades, and trophies. Yeah, it's gonna suck. If that yeah, happens. but I don't know. I guess if they do it right, they can it, do it better. Yeah, they can do it better. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, that's not my that's not my worry. My next yeah. year, I want really good maps. That's my yeah. I hundred percent agree. Give us the doctor disrespect then. All right. Yeah. All right. I final. Love, I love good maps. Final question was: What do you think of the lack of content in the game surrounding the CWL, like weapon camos and like weapon skins and um like uh -oh. player skins for like I think it's etc. Got to be careful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, uh. <laughs> Um, I will not sit here and act like I know anything about what goes into that or yeah. what you can and can't do as a developer with branding, even though I'm sure things are off and all that. What I will say, though, is that team camos would be dope, yeah. <laughs> whether or not it's, you know, applicable and, you know, you can pull it off. I don't think these developers are necessarily dumb enough to not strive to make team camos, yeah. so... <laughs> I won't make too many comments on it. Can I just put my point out there real quick? Um, yeah, go for it. Uh, essentially, I just don't understand because the whole point is that um, orgs essentially don't want to give away their logo. I'm not saying that like, this is fact, but they don't really want to give away their logo for like minimal return. But the one yeah. thing I don't understand is that when you've got your players playing with streaming to hundreds of players, you don't have your logo just everywhere. But when you have it on your gun and you're running around the map and you're shooting your gun, it's all over your gun, just your logo. It's beneficial to the org no matter what. Even if you're not getting that financial gain, 
you're getting that imagery on your players um, at all times. I think at that point, it's just about how much an organization values their brand and exactly. being shown like that. Yeah. Also, uh, a yeah. counter argument to this is that you got brought up in CSGO because in CSGO, they have team stickers that come out for each major. Yeah, those mm-hmm. are cool. Those are nice. So, like, a big thing that smaller orgs, so, like, in this context, that would be, like, Elevate, um, Accelerate at the beginning. Those orgs in CSGO didn't like how top-heavy the purchases were. So, I mean, you can already imagine, like, right now, like, the top three teams would obviously be Optic, you know, Phase, 100T. The rest of the teams might not be bought as much. So then the then the negotiations go to how do we split it? And then if what if, what if Optic doesn't want to split? With like yeah. the lower team, and Which then that kind of yeah, that that's when it kind of like starts bouncing sense. back back and forth, and that's how you like stall out because with the three year cycle, you you get like you have Treyarch now, but you pretty much only have like a probably like a one month window to make it work, and if you don't, yeah. then you're on to the next yeah. developer. So I don't know, and uh, I don't know, and B- Bo3 when they did them, Treyarch did it before. I bought the ANZ yeah. ones. I thought those looked the best. So. Mind freak. I freak the Tana Mines one. I like no. those. Yeah, I like the Vitality. The Vitality one in uh, yeah, those oh, are cool. Reactive oh. ones. Oh. Well, see that those would be cool. So that's that's nice. my thing. It's like, what Joey said is first of all, like we don't know the legal stuff that goes behind that. The the lawyers and the the, the legal teams and everything else that has to go into that. It's not as easy as just snapping your finger and exactly. So I see. Team game. Yeah. yeah like, I wish. Like, I see it's where Christmas. people are like. But on the other side of things, so many other games do it. Yeah. We've had it before as well. So we've made it work. So, like, there is. It's if possible. Sledgehammer can do it. Anyone can do it. That's what I'm saying. So, like, it yeah, is possible. Real. I don't know how it works behind the scenes. I would love to see it just because I just think it's awesome to have that. Like, I, I just feel like that helps. That doesn't hurt anyone, no. in my opinion. Only and benefits. To what Austin, to what you said, like, all right, say like Optic doesn't want to split it with a lower team. Financially speaking, it makes sense. If I'm a business person, for the most part, obviously I'm not super sophisticated in business, but the way I would view it personally is like, if I'm Optic, I have a huge brand, the biggest, one of the biggest brands in gaming and Call of Duty specifically. Why would I want to share my brand with? A org like denial because all i would be doing is kind of carrying yeah. their sales and yeah. making i'm the reason why most of the people are buying the camo for denial to get half my split you know what i mean so i i see where that's coming from but i feel like the best way you can kind of make that work is like listen if opti doesn't want to do a team camo they don't have to you know what i'm saying or or if denial yeah. doesn't want to do a team camo they don't have yeah. to we'll just do it for this like it shouldn't really be worried about everyone. It should just be worried about like kind of building your own brand, like in your organizations and like kind of going from there and then doing that. But even that, like there's probably other sides to that too. So I don't really know. Yeah. I would just love to see. I think, yeah, it'd be cool. Happen, I would love to, but we'll the see. other side could know. be that you, the weapon skins are sold separately and you self promote yeah. for your own skin and you get your, what you deserve. Like, wouldn't that just yeah. be see, easy? That's like, that's like the most- that, right? that's like the most obvious one but yeah. because that's so obvious i feel like there is some yeah gap yeah, we're missing in of that, course, that of course that's just not something like yeah. Yeah. yeah and i wish it could though because i just i think that's how it should be because obviously some of the lower uh branded orders honestly kind of get screwed over there yeah. but at the same time like I mean, that's... If someone like Clayster, right? Yeah. United was nothing before Clayster in a sense of branding. I'm not yeah. saying they were a bad orc. I'm saying like mm. they didn't yeah. have a lot of branding. Clayster joined that team. It would have been awesome if United had a specific skin. 
Exactly. I guarantee yeah. you, Clay would have brought a lot of people to United to buy that skin just because of him. So it's like that's also another thing, like in the sense of like leverage and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you bring a lot to the org. Like you are very, very valuable. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you can yeah. So it's like, 100%. yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a very interesting topic. At the end of this topic, I just wish I could have a 100 Thieves camo. You always like, like a camo or yeah. a base yeah. camo. Like, those I used to so have like cool. a Gen G. I wish we just had more dope. camos in general. I mean, your colors are awesome. <laughs> That's That's real, right? Yeah. When's the last time we got I, one? If I was Treyarch, I'd be putting a new sick camo in the shop every day. One from old games, you name it. Well, they don't I just it. feel like I feel like every game right now that thrives. Eh, I mean, that might be a little extreme, but a lot of no. The games I think you're right. Now, what you're about to say, I think, is right. They all have like this content that you can purchase and buy, mm-hmm. and it's all up to date and yeah, new and yeah. new and new, bro. Fortnite is obviously a little bit more of an exception because they're the biggest game in gaming history, and like yeah. they have money they got that big off their cool cosmetics. But they like, so many their cosmetics too. are huge to their game. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I was com- dude, if if I was getting on Blackout every day because I play Blackout in the morning, so that's like my that thing before yeah, I watch. That's like my streaming thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I play, <laughs> if I play Blackout in the morning and there was a new new reactive camo every day or a new crazy skin like a for cool a few days skin, something, or for a few days, I'm buying it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? If it's really yeah, cool yeah. and there was a lot of work and thought process put into it. Yeah. I'm probably buying it, and that's a lot of money that P.O. I'm saying that's probably missing out, but at the same time, like, I don't know how all of it works. Just get, like, a reactive like, camo of the week. Like... cosmetics well, do it yeah. really good, and I think it's, yeah. I think that's such a big thing in gaming now that, like, anyone can make a first-person shooter now. Yep. Anyone can make, you know what I'm saying? Anyone can make a battle royale. What's going to separate you, you know? Seriously. Yeah. And, like, and that, those cool cosmetics and suits, people pay a lot of money for that shit. Advanced like, Wolfie was a hit. That's the other side of it. That's like the other side of it too. Is I feel like daily cosmetics like Fortnite does or weekly something that, that effect. Daily, but yeah. yeah, but like something something that effect though is that's a lot. That's like that's a big commitment as a developer. Yep. Because you have yeah, to make sure you're not like lacking behind at all, making sure. Yeah. You have to make sure your game's up to date. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you have to make sure your game's not broken, which is a <laughs> lot. Call of Duty isn't like that because they have like their updates, like there's certain things they do and stuff. Well, that's thing too. I think on console it's harder to do that. But I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how to develop a game, and I'm not really like being condescending or like talking shit you know what i'm saying i'm genuinely just like kind of yeah. just talking out loud like it would be cool like i'm not one of those guys that are like my york sucks because they're not doing this like i love blackout <laughs> for mm-hmm. blackout changed my life you know what i'm saying like in the sense of my stream like I, i'm able to stream now because of that like yeah. i'm super grateful for call of duty no matter how good or bad the game is like i love blackout for but it's just i think it'd be cool if like those little things like obviously got implemented in the future of call of duty it'd be yep. sick agreed yep all right well, that's going to wrap up this section of the podcast. That was like Let's two go. and a half hours. Like, Wait, sheesh. we killed it. Okay, yeah, that, was, that, was, that was good. That was Wait, see, but I, I enjoyed every every second of that. Wait, actually. yeah. It was fun. Yeah. All right, well, I'll yeah. let you know if uh, we can do that again at some point then. But uh, yeah, yeah, thank you guys so much for coming. It was awesome. Absolutely. No problem. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I had fun. Enjoyed it. Cheers. Welcome to uh, section three of the podcast. Thank you for sticking around. I know it's been like around three hours, but... We're real. This is we're starting fresh, and it's been good. And I really enjoyed the guests that we had on. So, teams to watch and why for CWL finals. Who do you think is the team to watch and or teams going into that event? So I did LG because yeah. they are pretty much being uh, called the shoe in of the playing bracket. Um, that's already putting a lot of pressure on them. So that's they are the favorite to come out of there, and I, you know. I don't know how these players are going to react. You have two young players that just put into new roles. They have been the carries of this team. 
I kind of want to see how they handle this pressure. Definitely in the best of, you know, you know, one and done format. And then you come in, you got heretics, uh, you'll have, or sorry, you'll come in, you'll, you'll be on the lower side of the, the upper bracket. So you'll, you won't have all the heavy hitters, the hundred T you want phase, you want optic, but I want to see how they react to coming into that high pressure situation and then how they react coming into the main bracket if they make it there. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. My um my teams, I've actually got two. So the first one I've got is FaZe. So I'm giving you a little bit of love here. The reason why is because I've got them, I've got my prediction is that they're going to finish around third and have like a nice lowest bracket run all the way from the first round. I just think, because their first matchup is 100T, not a favorable matchup. I feel like to start the tournament, that's going to be tough, but they'll take that and then use it all the way through the lower bracket because they're running the lower bracket. Let me pull it up. If they do drop... Is actually like really really hard if they yeah. drop down okay so they would play 100t first they'll drop down and play e6 first round probably that's what i'm saying i think they play e6 or wreck which is tough second round they'll play optic or lg third round they play e united or gen g <laughs> next round they play optic like optic or splice or any of them and then the next yeah. round, they probably play Gen G or E United, like or Hundred T. Like it's just the whole yeah, way through, you got top six, like from first round. Yes. So it's really important the, they the beat Hundred T. So hard. Yeah, it's a crazy yeah, that, bracket. That was, that was the one thing we were kind of beating ourselves up because we lost the uh, units yeah. in the fourth matchup, um, and then it ended up being. <laughs> all for nothing because Gen G went four and zero. So to get second seed, we would have to finish four and zero as well. Yeah. Uh, but now Gen G has to face Splice, I believe. So Splice Hunter T, you know, they're both just as dangerous in our minds because uh. we, just because of how we face up against Hunter T, our map pools are kind of the same. So yeah. we're gonna get maps, but we're, we're definitely maps. So is yeah. not a hundred T. No, I know, but. If you're gonna win this tournament, you're gonna to have to beat the best anyways. Yeah. And the way I feel we match like up against Hunter T, we're gonna to have to beat them one way or the other. Like I'd rather beat them now than face them in the grand finals. It's definitely gonna be less pressure. You're gonna you're if we do beat them now, then you know it's gonna be a great lead in match, whoever we face on the quarterfinal or the semifinals, whoever it's gonna be. Yeah. It would definitely be way better to do that now. So it could be a blessing in disguise, definitely for our team. I yeah I agree. It's actually a good point. You're playing them first. The other team that I am looking forward to watching during the event is Optic. People know I'm an Optic fan. That's not the point. The point is is that they've been switching up roles all year long, and they've not found a recipe. They haven't made a roster change, so there's no real room for improvement. They just need to find what's working. And right now, apparently, they've found somewhat of a good role setup with karma on the ar moving crim to the maddox moving tege to grapple moving seth to war machine yeah and then dashy is what crash yeah no, no what no, is no. he so dashy, dashy is still tempest, is he still tempest? Uh, okay is that crash. means crim is crash yeah so yeah, apparently that's been too. working okay i've heard from joey he told me but um, yep. essentially i just want to know where they actually come out because i just want to see if that can work well um, if they went back yeah. with their old roles, I had them finishing fifth, fifth, sixth, 
but I with this I think that completely throws my prediction up in the air because we don't really know where they stand because the last time we saw I mean, them change roles was against yeah. Envy and they got torched so like they, they haven't been hot no. going into this week or this week so it's kind of iffy and yeah. then they should have in I don't want to say easy but they should have a more favorable matchup round one for them LG. and that leads in the round two 100 T. No, 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 no. They, should, they shouldn't have LG. LG no, they do. In the bottom half of it. No, they're oh, they top do? half. Yeah, because it switches. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, never mind. That kind of sucks for them. Yeah, so it's LG. They face or LG or Heretics, and then they play 100T if they win. And if they win that, they yeah. pro... Oh, okay, no, or phase. I won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they play 100T or phase. And then after that, they play Genji or United. Yeah, the winner the other side. So, yeah. I mean... Any any matchups gonna be hard and just top four games teams, all round. Yeah, yeah. This team has been known to come out slow, and they're known to come out kind of. I don't say I don't want to say lack of prepared. They do, but they. Yeah, it's, they it's always weird. have. I, I know firsthand last event, so I got to see that. So, um, they're not gonna be facing units this time around firsthand. So you you know you can't yeah. you can't come out unscrimmed, unprepared round one against uh whether whether it's be lg luminosity probably or, luminosity yeah you, you won't be able to do that so if they lose that then you're in lower bracket it's gonna be so much harder to win yeah so that's definitely a that's definitely a good team yeah to imagine out. having to beat 100 t in two best of fives like you're just not gonna do it yeah i can see your team taking one i, I uh, in my prediction this is before they it's, change spacely and naga yeah. around I had Genji beating them in the first best of five in the grand final from the lowest bracket. I don't and see then, any team beating them twice in the best of five. Yeah, no. And then I, I had 100T it. winning 3-0 in the second best of five. No. You're, you're definitely, whoever plays 100T going into that bracket, you're, if you want to win the event, you're going to have to beat them before they make it to the grand finals because you're yeah. not going to beat them twice. No. It's just yeah. how it is. The map pools are too good. Um, no. The next one was bracket prediction, so we're kind of getting onto that now. Um, so, who was who do you think is going to be your top three for this event? And then I'll go a little bit more in depth. So, I'm obviously heavily biased. Yeah. Um, I went with Phase number one, Hundred T number two, and then United number three. Do you think Phase is going to uh, beat Hundred T in the final? Well, I think Phase is going to beat Hundred T in the opening bracket, the opening round. If, but and if then, it's phase and 100t in the final um, said phase I, think, one. I, I don't think 100t will be able to beat us twice in a final i mean i, I bet you they could there's always <laughs> that, that chance but i would i would bet more that we are able if we beat them in the opening round um i have a higher high i would put more money on us winning um two yeah. best of fives or winning one best of five before they win two and then on the other end on the third place match um i have a lot of faith in united because they've been sticking they're the same team i don't have a lot of uh faith in optic right now um mm. just because of what's been going on i don't have a lot of faith in splice at all actually right now neither um i have to see them on, they're definitely a land team they're not a i i just have to i have to see them perform on land because I, I mean i know they will but i want to see how if they come out with that fire yeah and then Outside of that, I mean, top three is going to be Optic, um, not hot. Voice, not hot. And then it's Gen Chi. Uh, I have to see them with Naga back in. You yeah. know, I know they just got second with Naga. I just want to see how it fits out. So for right now, I'm just I'm 
gonna go with United. Yeah. So um, right now you'll probably see my prediction on the screen, and as you can see, I've put um, Faze Clan having one hell of a losers bracket run, but falling just short of the uh, grand final, losing to Gen G. So my first third place, I had Faze. I think. Do you think that's fair? Considering. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would take a third place. Yeah, like third is about like what you'd expect from the team. And then Genji, I've got them coming second. This was B4. Obviously, I saw the fucking Spacely Nagafen thing. Um, so this was with Spacely. I thought they were going to come second. But I guess if you put them back with Nagafen, doesn't make too much of a difference. I'll still say second. Um, I have them beating E United in winners round three. And then losing to 100T in the winners' final, and then coming back, beating FaZe, losers' final, and then losing the grand final. Um, that's my top three. I just got 100T being too strong still. We had the same like thought last year with the Rise Nation. We always thought they were too strong, and then they would show up in an event and lose. So, like, yeah, it's this, possible. this team isn't going to come out slow, though. Yeah. Like, the reason why that, that team had such a problem is because. Uh, complacency and yeah. coming out that first, like coming out not with a fire every time. Yeah. Like you want to prove a point. That's one thing uh, that this team doesn't have. Doesn't have complacency. Yeah. They just, have that won't that happen. Drive. Even yeah. if it does, it happened in league matches. Yeah, and then they come out and then they lose the league match and then it's like, <laughs> oh damn, <laughs> they're back. Yeah. So, All right. Well, that's tough. that's that's my prediction. Um, it's gonna be wrong because of things that have changed oh my god my family's loud because my because uh, the teams have changed a little bit since here and we've seen some role changes etc so i'll probably put out another prediction in the coming days because yeah cods like that um and then the final final thing for this three plus hour podcast is who is going to be the mvp of cwl finals and why uh okay so I did Selium. Um, obviously, if I'm gonna have Phase winning, somebody's gonna have to step up. Um, I think Scraps, Maddie is gonna do Jesus. what he always does. Sorry, my family's going ape shit. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> so <laughs> I think Maddie is gonna be what he has been all season. I think it's basically between Trey and Selium, um, just because Asim's role is not gonna be to get stats. Same thing with Zuma. Zuma's pretty much the he's gonna be the one that rotates. He's gonna be the one that's plugging all the holes. He's not gonna be the one that's hitting the front lines. Asim's the one that grapples in. He's not going for he's not exactly going for kills. He's going for the play to take off pressure. Oh, he never goes line. for kills, but he's yeah. really good. So you're gonna have either Trey or MC uh, selling him going off. Uh, yeah. I see <laughs> both of them are gonna have to obviously against the better teams. But Selium has been kind of that quiet slayer. Uh, I say quiet because no one's really appreciated how well he's been. He's oh, been he's been amazing. A top two. Yeah, yeah, he's been top two for Maddox Slayers for a while now. He's really developed as the season's gone along. He's been learning a lot of the small um, things that come with becoming a pro, um, whether it's you know with, between spawns or the little communication um, issues they might have had. So... I definitely see if Phase has if Phase comes in first, like I predict, and Selium's going to be the one that really performs at that next level. That I think he can. He definitely yeah. can. All right. 
I agree with all that. A phase one, that everyone has to play well though. Like everyone has yeah. to be on their game. All the everything has to be working. Everyone playing their roles, and they can do it. I just uh, I have to see it to believe it. Um, my MVP, who I think is going to MVP, sorry, is uh, Priester. If a hundred team win, I feel like the fact that he hasn't got an MVP in the last two events. Actually, the fact that Kenny hasn't got a like a MVP yeah, the last Kenny, two events. I think Kenny should have got one. Yeah, like Kenny should have probably got one for uh, London, I think, and then Octane probably should have got it for the last event. But uh, whatever, I think Priester, what he's brought to this team, you can't kind of ignore it anymore. If they win another event, you kind of have to share it around because it's not just one part with this team. It never is. Every single player on this team has an individual role that they have where they're they're one of the best at that role and like that's why this team is so good because they all have moving the just one big cog of moving parts that all come together to create this quality team and if they win another event they all deserve to get an mvp so i think they'll share it around yeah. and i think if they win champs as well they'll probably give it to kenny because they're just sharing it around and if they all if they win yeah. they're gonna all it's be doing so their role yeah yeah it's hard. It's even it's harder this so year. It's so tough to pick one person. Yeah. Yeah. Harder this year with 5v5 and like the different roles. Last year, it was, <clears throat> there were way more designated like entry man, way more designated um, like slayers, AR players. This year, it's just like, okay, yeah, he's going to run this gun for this one. map. Like, yeah. Yeah. Way more specific. You, just can't, you can't just say like, we won just because of this one player. No. Last year, <laughs> so, maybe. Last year, maybe you yeah, could look at like definitely. Gunless on Rise. Like when they win, yeah. he deserved the MVP majority of the time because he's putting up crazy numbers. This year, it doesn't matter the numbers you're putting up. It's important what kills you're getting, where you're getting them, and how much you're actually doing on the map. Yeah, yeah. because even like Enable, <laughs> I hate that he doesn't get enough credit between enough people. And that's partially my fault. Not even your fault. I don't even want to say that. It's just because, um, like a tiny you know, bit. I kind of. Yeah, no, I wouldn't even say that. Just because, like, he, he's always going to be on the low on the stat end, which he was low in the ratings. Yeah. But I said this earlier, and uh, during when we had the gas, I I don't want to mean I don't want to sound like I'm being an ass to the analyst desk. I definitely don't want to sound like they aren't doing their job. It's just production wise, they don't have some of the tools, and that's not an MLG either. It's just that's just growing in the future. Yeah. Um. They can't show how much he does for the team that the casual viewer cannot see. So when he's sliding in first in like weird angles, when he's grappling in different places, like or not grappling, when he's you know sprinting, sliding in a different, you can't see him doing that when you're watching Octane with a laser yeah. beam that's behind him getting all the kills. Like you just can't appreciate how much he's doing. Yeah, you can't see the other players looking at at enable instead of sam they need to and highlight just... certain players and like tell us yeah. what is happening on the map and why they're doing that role because most i would say 90 percent of casual fans have no idea the roles in cod yeah no have and... no idea that like octane yeah. is chilling back trying to get all the kills from the hill on a head glitch like they won't realize that enables running in first running vision pulse a specialist that doesn't provide any uh, damage it's stats nothing. or anything it doesn't help you yeah, it only helps the team nothing. it doesn't help you really and um and he's diving in first getting killed trading like most people don't yeah, know he that. is literally he is an auto aim specialist he, yeah. he 
he has perfected the way to drag auto aims, so it leaves his ARs behind him yeah. with open shots, open opportunities to make plays. The thing That's is, why. for Enable to do his role well, all he has to do is dive into the hill and get a one kill. One. Yeah, not even. Yeah. yeah he like, just has to... He's just perfected how to play that that role for his team. Yeah, and he if we were so going on purely role as instead of stats, like for my pro cards, he would be so yeah. much higher. But the fact that I have to take stats into account and how much he's oh, actually yeah. doing, like you, you, I can't. that's why you, you got to do it non biased way. Yeah. and looking at everything because then I like what if I gave method yeah. sick like a ninety seven because he's the best yeah. at diving into the hill. Like no can't do that um but uh essentially that is the end of the podcast thank you for watching finally that has been a long time we will be getting better at this this is the first episode so if there's any like weird inconsistencies with how we're saying shit like it's gonna get better so uh, thank you for watching hope you enjoyed and uh we'll see you on the next one we'll probably doing two a month he's putting up the phase up sign that is yep all right cheers Deuces, guys.